You know, right, good. Well, you gotta clean your underwear, man. You have to do it. It's a daily <laughs> hey, thing. Hey, yo! You know what I mean? You can't do that inside out shit. You can't don't, do that. Don't tell the people that. I'm sorry, it's too early in the morning. I apologize. Hey, hey, hey man. Yeah, what were you two talking about on the live stream? <laughs> oh, we talked brother. a lot in those five hours, brother. <laughs> Dude, we really talked like quite a bit. We, we, we actually did. Let's put two more requests in the room. What, what's going to happen? They're going to talk forever. <laughs> Weird shit's gonna come out. Dude, no, after a while it became loony hours. We started talking bullshit. We did. Saying, you, yeah. I, I think you guys went to. I went to bed before you guys. I was like, God damn, y'all were still streaming. Went to bed at four. God damn. Yeah, I went to bed at four. Yeah, that, that was after beating the uh, the uh, Godskin duos or whatever they are. Bullshit duo. Some, some wild wild stuff. Yo, so something something cool happened um, at my school this week. Um, we're doing this project uh, that's basically like the school has this thing called like Hall of Fame, where eventually, like if you uh, like once you graduate, there's like after ten years from like that original graduation date, um, if you're still someone who like contributes to the school and like does talks and kind of gives back to the school and stuff like that and you're like you made it into the industry obviously and stuff like that then you get inducted to like their hall of fame shit and um they'll have uh people who are close to the hall of fame inductee give a speech in front of like this big crowd and shit like that um so we're doing we're doing this project that's basically like a like a hall of fame speech like inducting a past inductee into the actual hall of fame and uh there's multiple people that you can choose from and like i was just scrolling through uh, the list, and I see uh, this guy named Sean McCabe, and he's like the head of technology at Insomniac, and he's been there for like yeah. So so first of all, like a a, a guy who has been at Insomniac for 18 years graduated from the school that I'm going to, which is pretty cool within itself. Nice. Uh, he's worked on uh, Ratchet Three, uh, Up Your Arsenal, um, Resistance. Uh, Spider-Man and I think Rift Apart as well. Uh, wow! Um, and fun and funnily enough, uh, if you guys remember that tweet that came out like a couple days ago, that was uh, saying like, "Hey, we need." I think it was like a programmer, like, "Hey, at Insomniac, we're hiring uh, for such and such for a unannounced like multiplayer project." That was this guy who tweeted that, and that was kind of like the tweet that like blew up. But then like what made it really cool was that like I was just watching. Um, I think it was Dice, the Dice Awards, mm -hmm. and um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart won for I think it was like best, uh, it was like technical achievement or something like that, and uh, he was actually the dude that went up on on stage and like accepted the the awards. So I was like, I knew I saw this guy somewhere before, and then <laughs> yeah, it clicked once I finally like started reading about him and shit like that. It was like, yeah, it was pretty wild. You were like that DiCaprio meme who were like pointing at the screen. Hey, that's yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> like that. Nice, man. Oh, how's, how's that feel to like, like, no, like, like legit, like this is where like legit, like talented people have like stemmed from. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. There was, um, one of the, one of my classmates gave a presentation about like some guy at Pixar who was like, responsible for like some of the like most iconic characters and like yeah uh, like he's worked on the incredibles up uh wally toy story 4 like a bunch of shit um 
So yeah, just stuff like that is, is yeah. pretty cool. Just small independent movie, yeah. Some niche yeah. movies. Sounds like uh, <clears throat> sounds like my dream school to be honest with you. Oh, dude. It's pretty. It's pretty cool so far. Yeah, I finished uh, some like my first class uh, in this like twenty nine month program. Like I just finished it yesterday. Um, so now starting in <clears> May, <throat> I'm in a I'm in a different class, um, and then we go from there. Do you feel like yeah. you learned a lot in that class that you just finished? Yeah, I mean it was it was pretty it was pretty like. I don't want to say simple, but it wasn't like anything like too strenuous or anything like that. It was just like creative presentations. So it was just like an introductory class about like you know how to give like good presentations and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So like more basic. Yeah. More, more basic stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So like once I, I think after like month six, I want to say is when I start getting into like the more intensive, the more intensive uh, like degree specific classes, like the things that like. Are actually like about my degree even though like still like this class was still things i'm going to use in in my degree and stuff like that but yeah dude we had we had <laughs> i don't even know if i want to say this on <laughs> uh, on stream but we had someone uh present yesterday who like once they got up there they like the the nerves hit them man and and they started like oh. crying and they couldn't and they couldn't oh uh, it was oh, so man. awkward man i felt so bad oh man yeah uh, so, well not 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 everyone you know is uh is great for public speak public speech <laughs> thankfully you know? they they eventually like came back and they were able to do it but yeah that, that first nice. time was was awkward yeah it's um uh, it's I mean, it's pretty overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, I understand that kind of feeling of like kind of being in in the same room with uh, people you kind of uh, not fantasize, but like just Revere always thought like about what it'd be like if you met them, kind of thing. Right. You idolize them. Like, it, was, it was, yeah, it was like well, it was like that at, at Pax East. Mm. Um, and when I went to the Kingdom Hearts event in New York, where I, I actually talked to like the developers. Um, more like the marketers, uh, you know, like the people that are actually work on social media and stuff like that. But still, it's like being in the same room with the people that, you know, have some influence on the thing that you love the most. Is mm -hmm. it's overwhelming at times. So, I bet, man. Yeah, like I can imagine. Like honestly, if I was in the same room with some Pixar creators, I was like, dude, like, Toy Story is my jam. <laughs> like, dude, that's, hell yeah, that's, that's my thing. Like, you dude. know what I'm saying? Like that was that's. The little toy soldiers just marching about like that's, that's that brings back memories. Man. I feel like that's that's uh that's something that I I don't dread it. You know how like even voice actors they always get like oh I really liked you in this and it's like their most popular thing. Like if I be if I meet Bob Odenkirk I'll be like dude Saul Goodman amazing role I love Better Call Saul so much man like you're amazing like. It, it, they know they're gonna get like the praise from the specific shows i want to be able to like know the most underground stuff like the most indie thing that they've done and be like dude i really liked you in i don't know like in the forest and they're like whoa i haven't heard the forest in 19 years you're my new best friend or something like that i don't know hoping to miss some rapport <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking speaking of that uh are you watching uh campaign three for uh, critical role yes sir yes sir I, I guess i guess that's something i can save until the like what we're playing segment but yeah i've been surprisingly getting into that Woo! Um, my boy 
yeah, man, let's let's get started with the podcast. Everyone ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, what you heck? Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> oh, you're, you're the host now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the host. I'm the host. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, yeah. Carry on. Right, <laughs> go ahead, Walt. To, to no. <laughs> well, welcome to the... <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Welcome, welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, it's not that easy, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> right. Guys, welcome to the 58th episode of the Dual Shock and Sons podcast. I'm your host, Soul, the connoisseur anime wife, who's joined, as always, by my two co-hosts. We got uh, my my co-host, Walt, here. How you doing, man? Hello, y'all. Co-host Walt over here, reporting for duty. Uh, I, I am today's resident streamer. I am the resident streamer today. You're gonna be seeing uh, a recently respect mage dying a lot and testing out the waters of an intelligence build. Uh, nice to be Look here. This man already fluffing his pillow, so people don't. No, no, oh god, <laughs> man, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's gonna be bad, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, get, getting ready to talk some top not not too bad of a week, news-wise. Uh, uh, a little bit happened. A little bit of... Not not happened, but more setting up for things to come. And and a lot of clownery. A lot of tomfoolery on the tweets. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, we, we're here. And, and I just got got hit real hard. But we're here, man. Hey, we also got Macho. How you doing, man? Doing good, bro. Doing good. What's going on, everybody? This uh, King of Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy fanatic. Back to Psych. life. With a dual shock and sense. I'm, gonna, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, really I'm tired, interested. yeah. I'm tired, dog. Exactly. That's what I was just gonna point out. Is I'm really curious to see how this. I'm rubbing my hands together because I'm like, I'm, I'm curious to see how this podcast is gonna go. See if y'all can keep up the. <laughs> see if y'all y'all are walking a mile in my shoes right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to bed, going to bed at 4 a.m. and having to do a podcast in six hours. Later. I don't know, man. I think I think I already got the, I got a head start because I I put on my big red nose and my clown uh, wig. So. <laughs> so I oh think we're God. ahead of the game on that one. And filling in your your big ass. Uh, Shoes. <laughs> hey, man, my, my shoes ain't that big. <laughs> Those oh, okay. Them Ronald McDonald shoes? No. <laughs> nah, it's more. It's more like the the hamburger, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Got the little suit and everything. Yes, sir. What's, what's that purple thing called? It's Grimace? not Barney. Grimace. His name is Grimace. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Grimace. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you can't be having that at a fucking kid's restaurant, man. <laughs> Seriously. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, a little burnt out, a little tired. Uh, I was. People that are aware of our streams, man. We, uh, me and Walt streamed Elden Ring for like five hours last night. Um, yes, I didn't go to bed till four in the morning. I got really far in the game, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of feeling it, dog. I, I, I didn't get that much sleep last night. It's crazy, but uh, I'm just gonna blame it on, on my fiance snoring. So, <laughs> damn, <laughs> heard that, Sammy? <laughs> uh, guys, we want to remind you to go ahead and like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, we would really appreciate the the support on on the last podcast, man. That was really awesome to see. Um, so yeah, we appreciate it, and yes, uh, yeah, looking forward to continuing that. Uh, so yeah. Without further ado, let's jump into the games that we have been playing this week. Um, who wants to who wants to kick it off first? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Actually, <clears throat> so 
<laughs> give you a break. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, so the week you get, oh man, it was such a long week, man. The one thing I just remember playing consistently was Parasite Eve. And uh, I love this game. I think it's fantastic. It's amazing. I have to put the big ass butt <laughs> in the middle of my sentence here, though. Because, mm-hmm. dude, um, I ran to the PS1 jank, the PS1, like the old school stuff that would just make you want to throw and chuck your PS Vita, your controller, whatever you got in your hands, man. Um, it wasn't really, it, so the near the, like, the, I would say, like, maybe, like, day five, which is, like, you're probably, like, at least, like, maybe four or five hours away from being the game. Give or take, man, they upped the difficulty crazily. Like it's it's like the difficulty curve and for some of these enemies, just it, it really gets in there. Because I, me- I mentioned before, our Parasite Eve is a mix of Resident Evil and Final Fantasy. A lot of that Final Fantasy elements really comes in at the near like the last half of the game where you have status ailments, and obviously you can do them to enemies, but they also do them to you. So it was annoying as hell having giant ass bats just throw out sound waves and just cause uh what was it darkness which is basically makes you like blind so you, you basically miss every hit that you do and she has and your main character Aya has a gun so she's gonna miss every damn bullet <laughs> until she doesn't have the status ailment anymore but um on top of that the bosses were absolutely insane I would say that uh they they get a lot beefier but you also get a lot of crazy cool like moves and and really final fantasy like uh, special attacks and stuff like that so all that junk was like mad cool and i was I, back in my mind i was thinking about man i should play dino crisis like next because resident evil and dinosaurs that would be really cool no parasite eve actually fills in that gap guys like the last level is in a uh is in the natural um what was it it's a history of a uh, uh, Museum or some natural history museum, something like that. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. But you, that was basically like the last level, and it's just bombarded with obviously dinosaurs too. So you're fighting dinosaurs in this place. I was like, dude, this is amazing. Like we're getting some uh, back to life mutated dinosaur T Rexes, uh, Triceratops too is when you fall, and you actually had to blow off like it's it's like a like the headpiece that it has in order to actually kill it. Which is really gruesome and super cool. Um, Parasite is a winner, but yeah, man, the, the final boss I had to repeat four times, and Damn. it was painful, dude. Uh, it, it had a sequence, the very last sequence. Uh, you know how some bosses have? That? I think I think so. You probably may have ran into like some Resident Evil games, maybe Resident Evil Three, where like, or I'm not sure if it was as forgiving, but like it has like one. One hit kills like uh, sequences where obviously if you get caught you're just gonna die and you have to repeat the sequence. Mm-hmm. This happened in this game except there's no save point obviously between the one hit kill and you fighting the boss, so that was the reason I had to actually repeat the boss four times, and a lot of it was because of stupid mistakes. The first one was it's because I was looking at my phone and texting, and I didn't see that the little goo that was coming after me to kill me in one hit. <laughs> just, I just so I, I look at my screen. I see game over. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what, what happened? happened? <laughs> what happened? What's going on? And so I, I do it again. And mind you, I need to go to bed. I have to go to work the next day. But I'm like, I'm so stubborn. I'm determined. I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna beat this boss. Um, I didn't do it, and uh, I ended up dying again. And it was because uh, Aya has a little animation when she opens up the door in that in that last sequence. So she needs to like actually pull the door because it's super heavy and stuff like that. 
And so she goes up to it and starts pulling, and I, she gets through the door. I'm like, all right, cool. But the camera shifts, and I end up going backwards. So she goes towards the door and opens the door she just came out of. It's <laughs> little goo thing was like, hey, what's up, buddy? And just smacks me and kills me in one hit. Um, <laughs> the, third time I was, the third time I was like, all right, well, I know there's a save point right between like uh, the first area and and you know right where you need to get where you're gonna get killed stuff like that or it's potentially killed so I'll save right there and the thing is in this game the way you save is that you have to get to go up to a telephone and then Aya calls into the police station and that's how she saves her progress I don't know why okay. that makes sense but it does <laughs> so so in my head I'm like all right cool I'm gonna call the police station save the game and then that way if I die I just I, I can just load that point and it'll be easier to kind of like I don't have to do the boss again like for like the three transitions that it does. So I do I go to the first door I go up to the I go to the telephone and you hear the noise you don't want to hear, fellas. The phone is out of surface. Oh. So all you hear is that annoying tone, eh, eh, eh. and then I not, I see nothing but that green glob of ooze just inch towards me as I'm trying to save and I can't and I fail and I die again. Damn. But Damn, that fourth time I was victorious. I was I was clenching my PS Vita, <laughs> white knuckling it, and uh end up beating the game. And I all I have to say is that I wish Square would just remake this. And uh it'll be super special. Like, obviously they have to make a lot of changes, but man, the story in this game is actually really freaking cool. Um and it, it, it has a, like a lot of ideological themes throughout with it, on, and on you know humans and and how they envelop the world, and are they parasites of the world that they're inhabiting, and why Eve has her motivations for why she wants to actually get rid of the human race because she sees them as parasites of the world and it needs to reset. Like there's a lot of really cool themes throughout in that game that uh, gets sprinkled in and out and it's it's awesome to see and I really kind of wish that they will do a remake because I feel like it would hit a lot of uh, people um, this day and age so yeah man Parasite Eve was uh, was a, it was an absolute winner I hope it gets a remake um, but yeah man so that, that, was, that was I think that was the biggest highlight of this week other than playing Bloodborne and Amen. Uh, finishing that up I got uh, the last two endings that I needed for that game um and I actually did the dlc i did the old hunters dlc and it was rough it was a lot of fun <laughs> orphan <laughs> cause can uh absolutely just go to hell but lady maria is like one of the best boss fights from, from software has ever done like it's sure. so cool dude yeah i was getting i was getting chills with the music the bobbing and weaving like like what the wall has called it before it's the dance of of two tried and true hunters like it's yes, it's so cool man it's so so cool and the setting's amazing too in the clock tower it's absolutely absolutely just a, a feat of what they've done um yeah it's it's not as hard as i was expecting it to be but That's regardless not. um i think the actual boss fight itself is just like uh it's one of those moments that it's so um so cinematic that uh it's ever, like forever being printed in your brain of like what you're doing and how you're interacting with Maria and how you're kind of just bobbing and weaving and weaving and bobbing like it's so cool, man. I I love that boss fight. I haven't I haven't uh, fought her obviously, but um she's she's just like another example of like 
to me at least, of from software just knowing they they know how to name shit, dude. They have like the mm. coolest names in in the fucking industry, man. Like Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower is such a fucking cool name, man. <laughs> you you have in, moments I'll, like I'll, that. I'll give I'll give that credit to Orphan the Cause too, because once oh, you yes, actually sir. realize the story vacation of that, and you're like Cause. Yeah. And and the funny thing yeah. is that like. Honestly, maybe even like Dark Souls Two is a little bit of is a little guilty of this as well. But like, clearly, they did not know how to do that in in Demon Souls, partly because like, <laughs> you had things like the Leech Monger, or Dirty Colossus, <laughs> or the Man Eaters, or the Old Monk, right? Like boring fucking names. Yeah, but then it's, like, it's like very yes. old school like D and D names. Right. Right. But then obviously the the penetrator, right? <laughs> but like, <laughs> obviously once they they kind of like progressed, like it just got better and better and better. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's no, all absolutely. built on the lore too, man. That's all built on the lore. And, Hell um, yeah. It's it's so interesting because um, you had to like figure you, you had to think that they have like a, a absolute bedrock of lore and mythologies to even go off this stuff, and whether it's based on real world stuff or the case may be. It's so intricate and it's really interesting. Yeah. To the point where um, I, I mean I never really realized like how uh, in depth like some of these things can be, um, especially for people that are creating this stuff. And until I learned that Final Fantasy fourteen actually has a lore master that actually tunes everything, and that's kind of where they base off like some of their dungeons or their characters off of. And it's actually really cool that um, from Swa- from soft. From Swap. <laughs> from Soft. That does this with like every game. And uh yeah. Elden Ring is a standout because of the fact that it's like a different kind of mythology with like with what we talked about yesterday, like has some Irish in there, there's some Welsh. Yeah, um, it's like based like and I think and I saw a playthrough by a Jack guy and he goes into detail about certain name being of Irish descent and some being Welsh descent. And him being Irish, I'm like, okay, I think you're like an authority I can I can trust a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, but yeah, so I, I did Bloodborne, and I, oh, I, nice. I got farther in Elden Ring, obviously, because we are streaming yesterday. Um, <clears throat> and I actually fought Radon, and uh, I'll tell him what, man, like, that's one of the best cinematic boss fights uh, ever. Well, yeah, yeah. Honestly, for, for FromSoft, it's absolutely like a winner. I think that's, that's, that's a boss fight I'm going to remember along Lady Maria... Um, along uh, the cleric beast, along uh, Pontus Sylvan, uh, I think his name is. Uh, yeah, but and and to that point also, speaking yeah. of bosses, uh, uh, so him and I fought a, a boss of this, uh, you know, together, and we're not we're on top of the Gleam failures, fuck Gleam failures, a whack boss, but we we fought with Ludwig, and and I think that Ludwig is a good example of the naming of the boss being just so exceptional because you have Ludwig the Accursed and you just have this beast of a man that merged with his horse and is an abomination, but then halfway through the boss fight, he changes from Ludwig the Accursed to Ludwig the Holy Blade because now he's a, he's like a hunter and he's trying to kill you because he thinks you're a beast. And this every the way that their naming works it, uh, you know, attached to their lore, it's just so fascinating. But then you have moments where it's so simple, like Fire Giant. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. just, just Fire Giant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. But it gets the job done, and that's the thing. Like, you don't need. Sometimes you, that's all you need. You need, you just need a big ass Fire Giant with a middle with three eyes, a mouth in its belly, and and 
uh, b- bullshit moves. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, continue, Andrew. That's all you need. But yeah, no, that's that's it for me, man. That's it for me. Good, good week of gaming. So I'm looking good forward stuff. to just uh, diving more intelligent ring. Good stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, for for me, I would also say it was a good week of gaming. Um, so continue to to chip away at uh, Forbidden West. Uh, didn't make too much like. Actually, I didn't make any progress in the in the main story. Um, I was really just like doing side missions um, and kind of doing more like checkboxy kind of things, like uh, uh, doing like the single towers, the rebel bases, uh, things like that. Um, still having a blast with the game. I'm I'm really love really really loving it. Um, I'm getting absolutely lost in the uh, photo mode as well, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, really enjoying Forbidden West. Uh, I finished uh, Batman Arkham City. Finally, oh, oh sweet. That one. Fought, yeah, fought, finally knocked fought, that one out. Finally fought um, Clayface, huh? Yeah. So it's it's funny because <laughs> uh, I so obviously I'm I'm assuming you guys both finished that game, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, when the big reveal happens that <laughs> oh that wasn't Joker, it was it was uh, it was Clayface before. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like they don't Im- immediately show you that it's Clayface, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. Talia kills that Joker and then, you know, the real Joker is on this balcony and he shoots Talia and, um, you know, the, the explanation that Joker gives, uh, he's like, oh, you always have to keep up appearances or, or something like that. And I was just like, I wasn't mad, but I was calling bullshit. Like I, I was, I was kind of like upset that of like his explanation for it. Cause I was like, okay, how the fuck? Did he get how did how did he manage a Joker that looked exactly like him that sounded exactly like him right and they mm. didn't explain it right away so I was like calling bullshit like like I was I was kind of mad at that because you know obviously they killed Talia and I was just like what what's the re- <laughs> like how is this possible they keep killing her and then, man <laughs> and then you know they revealed that it was it was Clayface I was like okay there we go that's that's how this makes sense gotcha. Um, so yeah, I really like that reveal because it like it, it immediately answered my biggest question in that moment. So I thought that was pretty cool. I actually really enjoyed the boss fight as well. I thought the boss fight was mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. Um, and the, the the fucking katana or the sword that you use is is again it's it's like it's button mashy as hell, obviously. But like I almost kind of forgive it just because of how cool the sword was in that fight. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, uh, really really solid game. Uh, really loved playing as as Catwoman. Um, Batman was awesome. Um, I guess I'll just say that. Um, oh, I helped. Uh, I liked the little. I didn't do too much of the side content, but I did like um, helping Mister Freeze with uh, his wife. I thought that was a pretty cool. Like it didn't take long at all, but I thought it was a pretty cool little side quest. Mm. Um, my one thing I will say in regards to Talia is. And Macho, I, I've talked about this before, specifically with um, Elise from Assassin's Creed Unity. I it's yeah. it's it's such a trope, and I hate it every single time that it's used. But killing off the 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 love interest in that manner, um, I I just despise it. It's it's one of my like least favorite tropes, specifically because I, I feel like it's almost more egregious in this game because like I barely got to know Talia, so I'm like. I'm sure people who are like fans of the comics and who like know her inside and out were like emotional when that happened. But I'm just like, man, like I didn't get 
really much of a much time to get to know her to feel anything when that happened right so it's like the trope specifically is killing off a character before i get to know them and expecting me to feel anything for them when they die right it's the same thing with with elise like i i feel like i didn't really get to know her you know very much at all and then they just offer it, it, also the same thing with um what's it <laughs> ubisoft is doubly guilty of this uh oh, man. i don't know if you guys uh, remember clara from uh the original watchdogs they yeah. they they just like she was a really cool character that they just offer for no fucking reason at the end of the game um yeah you must and... lose a beloved to continue on the path of righteousness i feel like the, every time they <laughs> they do that bs it, it's they've done it's it so just... much and they make because they always kill off such a great character and that's the thing like i feel like they, they have so much potential these characters and they just yeah. they just die you know? Killing them off before they get like uh, their chance to really like do anything or or to shine or or something like that. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. it, it's just it's just a trope I that I really hate in 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 all media, and <clears throat> I felt like this game was specifically guilty of that with Talia. Like I I just felt like they did her dirty, and like yeah. if if the attention was to make me feel anything in that moment, then like it just completely like fell flat on its face because like you felt anger again. I didn't feel I didn't feel anything. <laughs> you I felt that. Feel anything? I wanted like like again. Obviously, you guys you guys played it, but like they were banking on the fact that like oh like Talia and, and Batman love each other. They're were, they were in this you know relationship and and blah blah blah. And it's like we really only get to like hear them say it rather than them get to show. It's the classic show don't tell kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And like. I don't know. I I wish we got to see more of that happening. Um, also, Batman doesn't seem like too messed up about it either. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that really fucked me up was the final cutscene of of uh, Batman holding Joker's like you know limp and dead body out of the the theater and placing it on the cop car. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like they did he not do that? Uh, why wouldn't he do that to the love of his life, Talia? <laughs> like, did he just leave Talia's body inside? Joker, there? Joker's the love of his <laughs> right. life. Didn't you know that? I get, I guess so. Yeah, Joker's really the the true love of his life. Then that's why he um, never kills him. And and he leaves too. He doesn't go back in the theater. <laughs> he just left Talia's dead body. So that part really fucked me up too. Um, but yeah, that that part kind of kind of soured the ending for me, I guess. But aside from that, uh, City City is definitely a cool game. Um, Do you play night? I kind of. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to. But I I messed up, guys. I messed up. Oh, no. There was. Uh, I think March 31st was like uh, this deal for Arkham Knight specifically. And I was like, hey, you can get the definitive version of Arkham Knight for seven bucks. And I told you guys I was going to do it, and I never did it. Wow. So now, so now it's back to like 50 bucks or something like that. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know when I'm going to. It's the version that comes with like all the DLC too and the costumes. And the Ooh, Harley like Quinn that. and everything. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so. I don't know when I'm gonna do it, but eventually I'll, I'll get to to Arkham Knight. But um, yeah, I liked I liked City a lot. Um, I don't know, I have to sit on it, but I don't I don't know if I like it more than Asylum or if I like Asylum more. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're both uh, fantastic games for sure. I will say get more into the side content of City before you jump into um Arkham Knight. Knights. Because yeah. I know you say you didn't really jump too much into that realm, but there's so many um I. 
I don't know if it's going to call back to like what you said before of like you have to know a little bit about the history of comics to like understand certain relationships and stuff like that. But I feel like with Arkham so. City, uh, there's not really like a Talia situation. Like you're going to get like a lot of really cool Easter eggs and fun nods to Batman's villains that aren't present like as like physically, but mm-hmm. they are there spiritually, which is really cool. And a lot of that is in the side content, especially with like. Um, there's like random phone calls that you actually hear as you're exploring throughout yeah. Arkham City and stuff like that, and then you find out that mystery, and then the little Easter eggs are just plopped everywhere. Like a lot of that stuff is really in the in the side content, but the Mister Freeze one, obviously that's a standout. But there's a couple others that are actually really really cool. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I started doing the. Um, I don't know if I'll go back to it, but like I did. Um, one of or at least i started the the robin kind of like side missions with uh harley mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah I, I think that takes place after the game so that's yes. that's like that's like the one reason that like i'm kind of interested in doing that is yeah kind of seeing you know because uh, they were talking about like oracle and, and robin were talking about like batman um i think he's gone missing or something like that um so yeah, I'm I am curious to see like what happens to him like immediately after the events of like losing Talia and Joker, what that kind of does to him. Especially Joker, um, man, that loss. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn. So it. yeah, Arkham City, Arkham City was awesome. Um, the major game that I've been playing this week mm-hmm. is uh, a little game called Divinity: Original Sin Two. Man, you always surprise us with these like just curveballs because it's always a game that I'm not expecting. It's yeah. <laughs> I, but, but it's I, not surprising. Funnily enough, this game has kind of like always been on my radar, but like mm-hmm. I just haven't, I just haven't like pressed the trigger. But like weirdly, I got I got into one of those moods yesterday. Mm. Um, was it yesterday or Thursday? I think where like I just like <laughs> I started, I started reminiscing on my time um, on my time with with Mass Effect. Oh um, man. And also this week, I, I I went back to do one finish off one quest line in, in Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. um, with uh, Claire Russell that character. Nice. Um, but because of Cyberpunk and, and thinking about Mass Effect, I was like, man, I, I really want to play an, an RPG, um, and like like a something something that will allow me to to get deep into like creating a, a character and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was searching and Divinity obviously came up and um, yeah, it's it's uh it's a classic CRPG. Um, so kind of kind of in the same sense of like Disco Elysium, where what I loved about that game was uh just like like every decision that you make has has some sort of consequence to it right mm-hmm. you could really get into the weeds of like how you're building your character and the decisions that they make who they talk to how do they talk to people right like i i picked like a, a jester like background as well as like a scholarly background so like my character is a smart ass with with uh, her dialogue options but she's also really smart at the same time mm-hmm. so i like having that balance and i like that there's like you know, depending on like what you choose and that aspect that your character speaks to people differently i think that's a really really cool touch yeah. um but yeah so it's it's uh like i said a classic crpg um i'm enjoying the the story um the combat i think is the main thing i'll talk about uh for this podcast um because i am really having difficulty with the combat um, really yeah, because this is, I think, honestly, this is probably the first time that I played a game of this kind. Mm. Um, 
so i i at least for like the few introductory hours i have no idea what i was doing um because there's so much to learn right like i've i've never played a game that you have a hot bar right like i, I don't have a pc so like so um yeah the Yeah. Oh, hot what a new man. Come on, join yeah 14. We'll, we'll get you through the ringer. Come on now. Uh, I got you. yeah so like even even that within itself was like a novelty right um And then, like, controlling four party members at the same time while not being, like, something new to me, it's still, like, it, it's much more than something like per Persona or, like, a, a normal turn-based sort of RPG. Um, because in, in this game, you actually have to, it's, it's so methodical in the way, of, like, you actually have to think about, like, where you're placing certain characters. You have It's action D&D. &D. points, right? It's, it's literally D&D, yep. Um, And yeah, I love you have it. to, you have like a set number of action points that you have to spend per, per round, Mm -hmm. right? Each special ability that you use There's will ailments. cost action points, right? There, There's there's ailments. like poison around the the floor, maybe. Maybe there's Exactly. fire. You could get, you could get really creative with, um, you know, I, I had like, uh, oil flasks. So like, okay, Nice. what if you spend a, uh, an action point throwing an oil flask and then you use another character to throw a grenade on it to burn, you know, your enemies You can actually or stuff like that. hurt your friends if you accidentally, like, Exactly. if You there's, can't, like, poison you can't be. and you use a fireball, boom, it explodes, and you're mad, you're fucked. I've, I've learned that the hard way a, a couple times because Yeah. I, I have, uh, I don't know exactly what her class is, but I, I have like, you know, like a kind of like sorcerer uh, Mm-hmm. in my party and I've definitely used, she has like this hailstorm ability and it's definitely hit my main character a couple times. Um, I've definitely shocked my own part, party members, uh, you know, with, with some abilities as well. So Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it, it, it definitely feels like chess in or, or in, in the methodical sense of like knowing like where to place all your characters, um, knowing who to attack, when to attack. There's certain times where like maybe you have to be okay with not using all your action points in, in, a, in a certain round. Um
Exactly. Yeah. So, and mm. I was I was losing my mind last night because um, obviously, and my main character was one of the people who died. So I was stressing the fuck out last night. Yeah. Um. So I I ran I I like I left the the prison and I had to search for resurrection scrolls to to revive all mm -hmm. of them after after the fight. The thing was, I didn't have like I barely like. There's multiple ways that you can that you could obtain them, but I used all of them during the fight because we died like multiple times during this fight. So I used the ones that I already had on me during that fight. Um, so I had to I had to you know go out in back to the island and and find some other ways to to find some. Uh, apparently, you can pickpocket. Um, yep. Some yeah, like the the party members that you haven't used that are just like. Uh, around the island and you can pickpocket them and they have one each uh or even the problem merchants. was uh the problem was the character that was alive he didn't have any points in thievery so i couldn't pickpocket with him so that was an option that was taken off uh the board completely so i couldn't do that um luckily there was a blacksmith who had four but each of them was about like 300 gold pieces a pop uh i had oh, wow. like maybe i had enough for one so we started there, and and obviously I spent like the rest of the night just like, you know, trying figuring a ways of, like you know selling off a bunch of shit, um, you know, just searching for for gold around the island and and stuff like that. Eventually, I did get all four of them revived, but yeah, it was stressful because um, another thing that I didn't know was that uh, they their their spirits or whatever they kind of like. If you teleport to certain uh, areas, their spirits will follow you where you teleport. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, when I came back to the prison to revive uh, them the first time, their spirits were gone. So I was like, <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? I was I was <laughs> on Google looking up like, uh, is is uh, permadeath a, a thing? Uh, is there a certain time limit to how to like when you can revive your teammates? Um, and that's, you know, eventually I, I learned that their spirits kind of follow you where uh, you teleport. Um, but yeah, it was really stressful. Uh, the thing that I'm kind of ashamed of was that fight was like, sure, it, it, it felt it felt good to finally get through. But I was literally like banging my head against the wall for like two hours trying to, to get through that. And like, yeah, maybe that's, you know, maybe I, I think a lot of people are looking for that kind of like that euphoria the challenge uh, yeah the, the challenge the struggle and then the eventual triumph but for me i'm i'm not it, it's not the the turn-based combat is not like you know persona where it's flashy and and fun and, and stylish and loud Ooh. and stuff like that right it's gritty as um, fuck yeah and so like with this game i'm purely in it like i i had to kind of tell myself i'm purely in it for the story the characters the role-playing elements so I made the decision to bump down the difficulty down to like I think like story mode or something like that, because um, I I just don't want to be in in combat scenarios for for that long. Like I I just don't. That's not why, Man, why what, I'm playing what this game. What a new what? Damn You're in story mode? No, I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> you play you play your games how you want and how you yeah, enjoy man. them, it, especially since it's like your first foray into these yeah. kind of games. It's so it's it's you absolutely need like a crash course. And that's just pl keep on playing, and then it, you're difficult. not going to get anywhere if you just keep replaying the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's just not how you learn. No, you learn yeah. by progressing, really. And and like I'll I'll admit that like um, with that specific fight against the the Hound Master and and 
the archers and, and shit like first of all it's bullshit that they can shoot through walls that completely that that completely made me so yeah. fucking mad um but but uh the thing i will say is that like yes even though i did die multiple times and i was banging my head against the wall trying to figure out just how to play this game in the, in, in the first place that specific battle it did force me to get creative in like just how to approach that fight specifically and and i'm guessing future fights as well because you know I, the the very first couple times that i tried that fight i was meeting them on their own terms like i would get everyone to like uh i guess i was being the aggressor and i pushed everyone to where they all were and eventually as you know i was learning through trial and error i learned uh okay let's kind of like back up a little bit and bring everyone inside this like little ass room um until i i honestly brought the fight into like this little like uh prison cell um so like i made literally all of my the people that i was fighting use action points to to run all the way and follow me into this room so things like that like i i do like that it forced me to get creative in in um sort of battles and, and stuff like that um, yeah that kind of reminds me of triangle strategy actually or um where I, you uh, yeah there's some points where in, in in some maps where like i wanted to absolutely just rush up on the enemy and do what i can to to yeah. take them all out because that's how you win um yep. yeah but uh, but it, yeah, but there's yeah, there's there's a lot of maps, especially near the end game portion, where you just cannot do that. You have to let them come to you and then set up traps and then uh, and just take certain members of other ones. Yeah, 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 for sure. So it's yeah. interesting you're kind of getting those growing pains now, and seeing that with this one, because uh, for what I've heard, Divinity Original Sin Two is the best of the best. It's amazing. For these kinds of games. So it's, it's incredible. I haven't been in myself. I played it a long time ago, and I got. Yeah, there, I have switch. I just haven't tried it out yet. Dude, there's the prison area, Soul, and I made it maybe to the forest area that's right outside. And I was in a fight where every enemy was doing poison damage. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it my time. I'm going to come back later. I'm not going to play this for a while. I am mad. I am very mad because it got ridiculous to the point where I would walk over traps that I didn't see. And they were like, oh, you didn't have this yeah. ability that didn't let you see the trap. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not, at, at this point in time, I'm just not interested in, in, in the headache, to be honest. Yeah, um, I feel you. So yeah, I, I, tur I turned it down to, to story mode, and uh, we'll see, because I, 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 really, it's it's surprising how much I've been on Reddit with this game specifically already, mm -hmm. um, just reading about people's experiences and questions that they have and, and things like that, um, but the one thing I've been kind of seeing is that story mode feels too easy but then classic mode feels too hard so yeah. i'm curious to see like you know as i progress if i'm gonna run into the same thing we'll see but um yeah so far other than the trouble that i've been having with the combat and learning the combat um it's been it's been pretty it's been pretty fun man i'm i'm I haven't played a game like this before, so I'm I'm really excited to get deeper into it. And it's funny because uh, this combat, it, and it it's funny because like I had the same trouble with Dragon Age Inquisition. It's not obviously like this hardcore, but like I hated the combat in Dragon Age because um, it, it it actually kind of does feel similar to this in like the kind of tactical sense. Um, so we'll we'll see how long it lasts, I guess. But um. Yeah, so that's uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. I'm enjoying it. 
Um, and then uh, I guess the last thing I will touch on is, uh, guys, I, I I finally got it. Why we know. impact? We know. <laughs> we know. Um. Uh. So, but hmm. I, I don't I don't have much to, to say anything on it because all I did was I made my character and I got out. That's it. Oh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's about so, yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. I'm not because I obviously I still have Forbidden West to to get through, um, and Divinity as well, adding that to to the catalog. So, Elden Ring. I just wanted to. I literally just wanted to make the the my my character walk around a little bit, and and that was it. I'm putting it on the shelf until I finish Forbidden West at the very least. But uh, yeah. Yeah, Elden Ring is in my possession. You you, you got a couple of games in um coming up, man. You got Sifu coming up for you. You haven't played that, and then uh, you got a couple others. So. You haven't played Resident Evil Eight or Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> you got you got you got a backlog before before we get the the best best summer uh, in in gaming. <laughs> who, who the hell is saying that? Who's the who's saying the best summer in gaming? Landry. Oh man. Crazy. Um, um well, yeah, that's it. That's it for me, man. Um, well, I just think it's all for us. Well, brothers, I have been playing a couple things. So I've been playing. Uh, yesterday I played. I played Elden Ring with Macho. We we teamed up for uh, a boss fight, and I did some grinding aside, and I'm doing different builds, so I'm doing that. I played a little bit of Bloodborne. I am having trouble with my Lady Maria. Uh, mainly because I haven't fought her in a while, and I'm in New Game Plus 3, so my Lady Maria is a bit more aggro and more beefy than usual. Uh, so I was doing that, put it down for a bit, and a game that I actually got this week, and I am two hours in, is a game by the name of Parasite Eve on the PS Oh, Vita. shit! <laughs> and... Let me tell you, y'all. <laughs> this is one of those moments where I said, "Man, I don't know what what like got into me." Like, I swear, I was like, "I got I was, into you." Pause. I, I was, hey, yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> what, what I was come on, we family was... channel. Hey, <laughs> 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 this man thinks he's a parasite. <laughs> so the it's it's interesting. I, I was. I was uploading episodes to Spotify, uh, and <laughs> out of nowhere, I'm like, let me let me take a look at a, a like a little clip of gameplay from Parasite Eve, and I saw the gameplay, and instantly the urge hit me. I need to play this. I need to play this. I need to play this. I looked for the for the infamous scene that Macho said uh, of the rat, and I was like, I'm sold. I love body horror. <laughs> Like, it's one of the reasons I love Junji Ito. Like, I, I just love that kind of horror, that kind of just macabre nature of things. And I was like, you know what? Let's, 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 well, how much is it? Six bucks? Six bucks? Right, let's go. Went for my Vita, downloaded it, and the rest is history, man. Let me tell you, as soon as I hook, uh, I boot it up, I'm like, this is fine. I played Persona on the Vita. It, it's, it looks better than Persona. I mean, it's, I think it's, Persona is older than Parasite Eve. Um... I think the, so. The uh, the first one. Yeah, because yeah. Parasite Eve is 1997. So. Yeah, I think the first one was like 96, 95. Um, I downloaded it, played it. Let me tell you, brother. 
it's 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 simple like in the beginning it, it doesn't it doesn't overwhelm you with the 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 scientifics it doesn't go hard on the mitochondria and everything at first i'm not gonna lie i thought they were gonna pull the oh wait mitochondria what is that what and they were gonna research oh mitochondria is like a parasite i, I thought they were gonna like switch what the mitochondria is but no they get there it is the powerhouse of the cell okay good it, it, there's like there's a novel so there's a novel that takes place before the game but actually it doesn't take place uh in the same area but there's like hints to that novel in the video game i think um the yeah, novel is based off a novel yeah so the novel but but the game takes place after the novel so the the there's like already history in this world with the parasites and whatever and dude again what macho to, to echo what, what macho said the villain, the philosophy, what it means to be a human, what it means to, you know, there's a lot of identity, like, crisis with the protagonist and, like, her struggling with who she is and what she wants. And, and I love that. I, I love it when there's, like, there's an internal struggle. That's why I love Tokyo Ghoul. That's why I love Berserk. Guts and Kaneki are great. Literally, in Tokyo Ghoul, Kaneki is like, oh, I guess I'm a different person, <laughs> you know? It, it, it's so, it's amazing um this game i'm two hours in i'm in i just uh, finished episode two and or day two uh i fought the worms or, or the worms and then after the worms i fought eve on the carriage um yeah that was a cool part yeah dude let me tell you something this is a very old game but the cutscenes they're oddly charming and there's there's a charm to them that is I don't. They they hold up. I think these they will age well. They age well. And the transformation scenes with the different monsters and the different situations. There's a scene where like a whole crowd turns into this blob monster and gets absorbed into. It's it's disgusting. It's horrifying. It, it's horrifying. It, and disgusting. It, yeah. It is absolutely. <laughs> if they remake this game, they have to put like M plus plus because it's gonna be disgusting and horrible. There's things in this game that in a remake setting, oh my god, they would be insane. Um, but it'll be to, super cool, man. Dude, I, that's why I really want to remake. I think it'd be so awesome, dude. And, and I and I'm committed already. I'm like, you know what? I'm always like this with every game. I'm playing Parasite Eve. Once I finish it, I'm almost certain I'm gonna play two. But I don't care about reviews. I just want to know where Aya's story goes, and I want to know more about this world. So I'm probably gonna pick up two. Three is where I draw the line, probably with the third birthday, because I think that with this game, it adopts the it does what Resident Evil 4 did, and it does what Dead Space 3 did. It goes more over-the-shoulder, uh, action-oriented combat. and Yeah, I don't, I don't hear a lot of great things about Parasite Eve 2, so that's why I'm kind of stray away from it, because I really like that core gameplay of 1. Oh, dude, and, it's uh, amazing. They kind it, of, from right here, they kind of lose that in, in the second one. Here's the thing. like For the first one, I'm all about the gameplay mechanics and the story. For the second one, I just want to know about the story and whatnot. It's, if it's worth yeah. it, it's, by the end, I'm, like, left with more questions. I'm, like, oh, I want to, like, more, know more about what happens. Um, but, yeah, man, I've been playing Parasite Eve. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I really enjoy the game. Uh, Sweet. I'd love yeah. to hear it. Yeah, man. Uh, aside from that, oh, I've been playing a little bit of the uh, Vampire Masquerade Blood Hunt Battle Royale, uh, which is free on PS5. Uh it 
it, it has some really like great mechanics that I think like they have a great foundation for a battle royale. I still think it's like in the early stages where I don't have a concrete opinion on, but I I'm not I don't see myself playing this for years. You know, it, it's not. I think Fortnite set a standard with the battle royale where it's constantly evolving. Like every few months, there's something different. There's something you know new going on. I need. I still need to get Blood Hunt a few more. Uh, you know, some time before I know if it'll stick or not. But it's always nighttime. Of course, you're a vampire. There's different types of vampire classes that you can choose from, each with their own abilities. You have two abilities and then a passive. Um, the one I'm using is called the Prowler. It's the one I'm using a lot. You can switch between them for different matches. Um, but you can only choose one per match. I'm using the Prowler, which essentially is uh, to, is more of a scout. So one ability is move, uh, turn invisible, and you become like a, like a mist, like a little puff of cloud. And you move fast to another area. But the, the people can see you, but it, it's more so of like turn invisible and run away. Or... Or reposition yourself around the around the enemy, and then the other ability is you throw a a, a bat to a surface or the floor or whatever, and basically it calls other bats. In that area, you can detect enemies. So it's like a scouting bat, um, which is pretty cool. There's cool abilities. There's one that lets you jump really high and do like a ground pound. There's one that does a shock wave. There's a vampire that's called the, the Muse, and she heals you, and she heal, um, she doesn't run. So that's interesting. Each one has, like, different ways of being played. The Prowler can sprint. I don't know if everyone can sprint, but the Muse can't sprint. So they you kind of have to uh, get used to each class's gameplay. Uh, I find it interesting enough where I see myself playing it for the next couple of weeks, but I don't see myself sticking around for the long run. I don't think so. Uh, they just released their game pass or battle pass, whatever, yesterday or the day before. And they already have costumes and it's really stylistic. The game looks great. That's one thing. The game looks beautiful. Cool. Like the, yeah. the, the, the environment, the vampire designs, every vampire is beautiful, <laughs> except the ones that look like very decrepit. But vampires just, they just, you know, historically they've always been like royalty, whatever. So they have very like, like very snobby appearances and very like elegant appearances um i really enjoy it uh there's civilians around the map that you can consume the blood from to gain certain abilities or gain health um you can you have so you have two lives you die once and then the second one after the second one you're done so you have two opportunities each time um or one opportunity each time uh, so it keeps the the because there's like 46 players on the map, so it keeps the the battle going a bit more. Um, and how you survive, it's not through the abilities. There's weapons, so there's AKs, there's pistols, there's shotguns, there's crossbows, there's a sniper, there's a light machine gun, um, and there's tears. There's green, blue, and purple. Um, obviously, and golden. Golden is the the highest tier, of course. We know that. Um, and you basically are, are fighting each other and you have melee weapons, you have katanas, you have spiked bats that you can hit each other with. Uh, wow. 
Yeah, it, it's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there, there's quite a bit, like a bit, a bit of ways to to play around. You can do, you can climb up buildings, so everyone can. Every of course, you're a vampire. You can climb up buildings and fight atop of buildings or on the streets. Um, there's that's a lot one of things that actually made me more attracted to the game because of the fact that you have that verticality aspect to it. Absolutely, and you can really play around and mess around with people because it's not as normal as like with Fortnite where, you know, you. There's a first floor, second floor, maybe there's a mountain, there's a cave, whatever. But here it's like if you're getting shot at, you can very much go around the corner and you either keep going, keep running straight, go back towards the other side of the street or go up the building. So the enemy, you can try to juke the enemy. Um, it's really fun like that. Uh, you can get creative like that. Uh, use your abilities to play around with your enemy's mind. Uh it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I would tell y'all to, it's free. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, just delete it. But yeah, definitely uh, worth a shot. But yeah, this week it's been mainly Parasite Eve, a little bit of Blood Hunt, and and I sprinkled uh, just just a teensy bit of, uh, of uh, what's it called? Goddamn. Uh, Tales of Arise. Tales of Arise. I played a little bit of Tales of Rise on, on Monday, I think it was. Um, like, halfway through that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm just chipping away, chipping away at, at different games. But right now, my focus is um, Parasite Eve and and jumping in on Blood Hunt here and there. And we'll see what's what's the next big one. Because honestly, it's, uh, I was in a bit of a lull. But I, I don't know what was. I saw that game for Parasite Eve, and suddenly I'm in love with the games again. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We need we need more love from Square. We need less twelve thousand dollar statues and more remakes from <laughs> big facts from from classics. Um, nice man. That's that's uh, that's funny that uh, you know, Macho Macho got into you. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> and the entire conversation that we took from. You think <laughs> you think that I'd be used to it, you know? All right, man. Which, <laughs> right, by the way, so you wanted to t- touch on a little bit on campaign three? Uh, I mean, we can save that for another podcast. We've kind of spent a lot of time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 awesome. I'm. I'm you know what? Maybe, maybe Watcher got into me a little bit too, man. Because I kind of want to, I want to check out. I, I, I'm not gonna play the game, but I do kind of want to check out that that rat cutscene that you guys are. are yeah. Talking about. Oh, it gets even better. It gets even better. There's a specific scene in uh, day five that Walt's gonna experience and watch, and uh, I'm excited to see what his take is on it because it's every time I'm I'm, li- I'm listening or not listening, I'm watching a cutscene, and and my fiance is right next to me. She's always saying. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a very gross game. Yeah. So it's I'm really interested to see what you guys say because it's like I said um, I'm constantly thinking of man what if they just remake this because it'll be so disgusting but it'll be so cool because it'll be just be make everyone squirm and like it'll it'll be awesome man like they need to remake Parasite Eve it's it's too cool for not man, to do I it. was. I was gonna say it, un, until I remembered that this is Square Enix and not Capcom, but I was gonna say, man, can you imagine the RE engine with this? But yeah. oh man, can you imagine the RE engine with this? Yeah. That'd be insane. Oh man, Square, sell it, sell it to Capcom or something. <laughs> now I want to see that. <laughs> if only, if only, if only, man, imagine. But yeah. But um, yeah, man, let's jump into the podcast proper and uh, 
knock out some of these topics. Um, Walt, really quickly, uh, are you, can you, I don't, Macho, are you hearing like a little bit of cracking in his uh, audio or is it? No, I'm not, but I'll listen back to the podcast and see. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, all right, so let's jump into some of these topics. Uh, let's, you know what, let's, let's talk about uh, Final Fantasy 16. Um, so I think Macho could probably offer a little bit more insight into this, but my understanding is that Yoshi P recently, uh, did an interview, correct? And he, yeah. he talked mm-hmm. about, uh, the progress of the game. Yes. So, uh, by the way, Walt's, Walt's son is good. He's, he's all good to go. Cool. All right. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, the interview was in collaboration with Uniqlo, which is the clothing store that I'm sure you guys may have heard of. <laughs> yeah. When, when I was in that, that store, that store actually saved me when I was in London a few years back, my, uh, my lug, they lost my luggage. And, uh, so like I, I had to go there for like, to, like, I, I didn't have any clothes except for like what I was wearing for like two or three days, I think. Um, so yeah, that that was like where I went to uh, to like pick up some like clothes for like un- until I got my my luggage back. So hey, man, that's, that's actually that's a pretty good story. Yeah, that's funny <laughs> that you bring that up. Shout out to Uniqlo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, their clothes are amazing. Um, but it's because of the 35th anniversary for Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, uh, the series in general. I would tweet about this multiple times because I'm really excited for the shirts that are coming out. Uh, so they actually did an interview with Yoshi P. Who's obviously the uh, director of, uh, not director, but the producer of Final Fantasy 16 and oh, the I director and producer of 14. How, yeah. how is he doing that? How is he doing both 14 and 16? Because he's a god. He has like five <laughs> brains. <laughs> well, yeah, because he, he's, well, like 14, as I said, is like his mastermind project. That, that Like, that's his baby. Um, 16 yeah. is more or less just a producer on because his studio is working on it. So, um, but yeah. it's a different director and all that jazz. So yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but Yoshi P, P is for pain. So he has the six paths of pain. So each <laughs> oh, Yoshi P, you know, takes care of one thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So the, the guy, the guy's a, he's a workaholic, but he, he loves what he does. But in, in any case, he did a, um, interview unique though. And it, and it makes sense for him to do an interview because, uh, one of those shirts that's actually in this celebration is for Final Fantasy 16. So it's like one of the first time we're actually seeing like like official merchandise of the game so um naturally they asked him about the game and uh one of his quotes has been floating around on the interwebs has been that 16 is in its final stages of development which um which we have heard from from him before that the next time we're going to hear about 16 is when basically we're ready to pre-order it that's the kind of was his motto that next time you're gonna hear about 16 it was when you're actually gonna look forward to playing it very soon and you can actually buy it and we actually do a full-on marketing thing. So in my head, with him saying that and with him also saying that the next announcement for 16 will be in spring of 2022, which we are in. We only got maybe like a couple more months until the season is over and he breaks his promise. But <laughs> he's, he's he's not one to break his promises. He's, he's a very humble developer, very much to his, uh, true to his fans. And he absolutely is the one that puts like his morals and his values above company values which obviously like, he has to consider that stuff but he's he's absolutely like a developer for the fans if you guys know what i mean you know so um with that said uh with the f- 16 being the final stages of development i really really think that this game is gonna release in 2022 um after forespoken um either a november or december release i'm baking on it and obviously it can get pushed to 2023 because that happens 
But uh, it, again, following Yoshi P's track and, and sort of the new kind of uh, track that Square Enix wants to set for its games where they don't want people waiting forever to play them and uh, just dropping trailers every now and then, every couple of years. Rather, just announce it and then go on a full-on media blackout and then talk more about it when it's ready. We saw that with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Final Seven Remake is, was sort of like that after it gets a redevelopment. Um, when it got switched over to a different studio, or rather Square Enix and House, and uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that came out that was like recent. Oh, for, I mean, 14, obviously 14 and Walker, really, where they had like a big media blowout in the middle of the year in uh, 2021, right? Last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in 2021, and then it released at the end of the year. It was supposed to release in November, and it got released in December because of the delay. But regardless, yeah, I really think 16 is going to be releasing at the end of this year, and I couldn't be more excited than. Um, I'm, I'm so ready to see what that next trailer is going to look like. I've just been replaying the first one, kind of just getting hyped and jazzed with the music and, and sort of what the whole tone is setting. We're going back to a full fantasy setting, which is actually really cool. So, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting stuff, man. It's such, it is such a badass trailer, man. Like, just the, the ending bit, like, you get, even me not being, like, the biggest, like, Final Fantasy, like, fan at all, uh, just the ending beat like the reveal itself of it being 16 is is still so fucking cool to me yeah yeah that's it's that's the thing about the last couple of trailers too, even with 15 where it had like the versus 13 it completely breaks like glass and then it smashed into like the 15 logo that yeah. still gives me chills but this one with the actual final fantasy uh theme the just a full-on orchestra going on but it's a little it's, it's really dark and kind of like overbearing like oh man it's it's it gives me chills it gives me chills so i'm excited to see what they do man it's gonna be cool stuff regardless it's gonna be um well produced and they actually said in the interview too that it's a full fleshed out story um he's hoping that people that have sort of strayed away from final fantasy in past years uh, this one will kind of bring them back um so it, it feels like it feels like the final fantasy 9 to final fantasy 7 in a sense where both games are amazing, but both have their different flavors and different tones of that express what Final Fantasy is, and uh, it's gonna make it really special. So I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even kind of like I haven't watched that trailer in, in a long time, but just even thinking back to the the sword combat of like how he's kind of like almost almost similar to uh, the Final Fantasy kind of like how you're like warping, uh, you know how like in combat you can kind of like warp to, to different spots mm-hmm. um and seeing how like there's some of that in 16 if i'm re- remembering correctly um yeah it just it just looked pretty pretty cool man i'm I'm definitely excited for for that combat at the very least yeah yeah for sure same here well what's your thoughts on 16 and do you think it's released this year thoughts on the trailer what you want what you don't want what i want no one can give me what i want no, so, so yeah, not even not even a, a you know a, a lover or something like that, man. man. Not even not even Ronnie, not even Melina, no one. So, yeah, yeah. the the game looks all right. It looks kind of mid. I don't know. Final <laughs> Fantasy has always looked mid. No, I'm kidding. Listen, man, I'm excited as hell. I a lot of people didn't like 15. I loved 15. I can't wait for more real time combat, like in remake as well. Uh, the setting I'm in love with, I always love the classic, you know, like a fantasy setting. Uh, I, I don't dislike 
the more modern approach that a lot of the more recent titles, you know, started to adopt, like Final Fantasy. Uh, I think it started with, I think Ten started that. What? <laughs> what? Um, Aloy move. <laughs> I think Ten started that because Ten was pretty modern. I think it was like really technologically advanced. The uh, well, six, six. Well, six. Yeah. Do you, Do you mean technically, like as far as no, like it, or... like it started. It started feeling like somewhat like like today. I feel like that started in thirteen though, um, where it started just feeling. Like, oh, there's a sci-fi aspect to this, you know? That's really more sci-fi than fantasy, you know what I mean? Um, I will I, say that uh, maybe... I feel like 15 is six, the most that feels like that. There's Well, there's 6, which obviously kind of kicked off that steampunk sort of vibe and right. everything. And then 7 was the one that was really, like, more technologically advanced. So that was more sci-fi than it was fantasy. But it, felt, it still had, like... You know, you had Rex, and you had all these elements that felt otherworldly, whereas 15 is like, you're just with the boys in a car, and we're going to save your girl, you know? Like, it felt... Except, except, except go to goblins and giant deities, but yeah, I understand what you mean. But, but it was like, it, 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 <laughs> it felt like it was like to the side. You could very much play that game and only encounter Leviathan and Titan and, like, the main ones, and that's it. And you didn't have to yeah, do the side true. content. Where the dungeons is where, like, the more, you know, the the more disgusting creatures are fantasy. Like, I don't know, I felt... I like it when it's just fantasy. Like, don't bring Magitek into it. I mean, I don't dislike it, but just make it purely, you know, sticks and stones. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, like, the most advanced thing you'll see, like, is, like, an airship or something. Yeah. Exactly. Which, again, I don't mind it, but make that the only technological thing. If it's going to be fantasy, because I, I really like those settings. Uh, but I, I, I have faith. The same fate that you do that it'll release later this year. Um, at the very most, if it's showing, you know, challenges and development and whatnot, and I'm all for a delay, do that delay, boy, um, and yeah. push and push it to 2023, man. There's no rush for greatness. We can wait for greatness. And remake took its time, and look at what it turned out to be. Just a mess, a exactly. horrible game. No, it's it's a fantastic <laughs> <Exactly>. game. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's, yeah, it's a man. massive piece. Get it right. Watch your mouth. It's yeah, it's a massive piece of shit. No, no, it's it's amazing. <laughs> it, and I'm excited, man. For, in 16, I like the just the vibes that the protagonists. The, I think it's like three three protagonists, right? It's like three of them. Um, I know. I think it's just one you're following one? Ma- majority of the time, but it's, it's there's like three main like, his, like, surrounding like his royal like um like I guess I think the person that he uh, takes care of or his. He guards something like that. Like he guards like a prince or something like that. And, and something happens to him, and then eventually it spirals into this whole thing. And there's something uh, that's a trope that I really like. It's the, you know, I'm I'm a bodyguard slash uh, protector or guardian, and I need to retrieve the, you know, the one that I have to guard. Like that kind of storyline, I really really enjoy. That's why Sekiro is so cool because it, it it literally is just that. You you're there for your young master, and you need to do everything you can for your young master, and you will you will die by your code for him. I really like those storylines because they can go all sorts of just insanity. Because these people will literally do anything for their for their masters. I feel like Strangers of Paradise is that right? You are you like a bodyguard or something? Is Jack like a bodyguard? Not necessarily. No. Isn't he like guarding someone? The 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 girl that he listens on his iPod. Or something? Nah. 
Literally all the trailers of him wanting to kill Chaos. That's literally like the... <laughs> what is he? What, what's, his, what's his role? Who is he? Uh, that's a good question. Okay, yeah, that's how good Don't that game know. is. So... <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy 16. Hopefully, uh, releasing this year. Uh, I think. Well, if I had to tread back on it, is I think it's like they're like the Warriors of Light or something like that. I think those are the they they play as the Warriors of Light in like the Final Fantasy scenario. Uh, it's a little shit? more complicated than that, so that's uh, why like I'm really confused to answer that question. Yeah, who gives a shit? You know. Uh, but sure, sure. The because Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. You know, who who, who even plays these games? Uh, it's alright, well, just, just it's just clean your mouth with that persona mouthwash to rid all your dirty <laughs> from, from the vileness you're speaking about Final Fantasy. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts? More like Kingdom Shards, am I right, y'all? <laughs> yeah, still so more than still, still so more than Persona, so. Hey, man! You take that back! No, <laughs> no man, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm legit, this is one of those games that you know when when you really are anticipating a game and you're like nothing will sway you. I'm like that with FF16. I'm already like I don't care. You can show me and it'll be that it'll be a TTRPG, and I will buy it. Like I don't care. It can be anything. I just want a new Final Fantasy, like a new new Final Fantasy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, same. I'm really pumped for it. That that and oh, for yeah. spoken is gonna be interesting to see uh see what they do at the end of this yeah, year. Game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So yeah, man. I I do hope it hits this year, uh, because that would be such a cool like cap to what's already been a pretty damn good year for PlayStation. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I I hope it hits. Uh, cause yeah, also I'm I'm even with that aside, I'm just looking forward to the game by itself. Um, yeah. So yeah, we haven't. I I don't think we've really seen like any of the the party members yet, right? No, yeah, we just saw the one guy just soloing. Yeah. Uh, there's a time skip, so. right? It yeah. feels like there's a time. I I like that. He's like really quote unquote innocent, and then he's like, oh, I've seen shit, you know? Really cool. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the disgruntled, the disgruntled, angry white man. Yes, yeah. I love that shit, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it's on top on top of the visuals too. At least on topic of the visuals, um. I feel like this is going to be a really point contender for a lot of people where a lot of people are like, man, it doesn't look next gen. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, well, y'all I'm, ready, I'm ready for that cringe, man. I'm ready for that quinge, cringe. Quinge. Quinge? <laughs> that, that this game isn't going to look, or it's going to look as good as 15, but not as good as like something like Horizon Forbidden West or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for those dumb conversations. I hope yeah, that uh, people just get over it, honestly. Listen, man, they they have it with Elden Ring, and yes, while it doesn't look like Horizon, it's still a great game, so if this game is already gonna supposedly win Game of the Year, you don't have to worry about FF16. That's what that's what yeah, confused true. me about the whole, like, Starfield leak was, um, first of all, we don't even know if that's true or, or, or anything like that, but, like, this, uh, a, a supposed developer said that, um, Starfield doesn't look, uh, it looks good, but it doesn't look like Horizon Forbidden West. I'm like, that's fine. Like, I don't need every game to look, look like Horizon. Um, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> like Horizon. Yeah. Um, uh, with that said, though, do people think that Horizon now sets a new standard for graphics, which is pretty cool, honestly? Yes. I, I think, I, I think that. that's a, I, I mean, aside from Ratchet and Clank, I think Horizon Forbidden West is definitely one of the best looking games of this gen so far. So. The fact yeah. that that's the bar, that's a pretty high freaking bar. 
Yeah. For for open world games, without a doubt. Yeah. 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 I still yeah, think I that it's the the standard was set by Horizon, and honestly, Demon Souls really set a standard because the the graphics in Demon oh, Souls are in actually insane. The, have you seen those characters talk? Every limb, yeah. every every <laughs> the, single the muscle. Of it, yeah, it was like insane. Yeah. Dude, every single muscle in their in their mouth moves like it's insane. Uh, but Horizon, I think, set a standard as well for open worlds, just looking amazing and feeling like pretty alive. Yeah. You know, um, hoping so the same with the Street Fighter of, Six, honestly. Yeah. So speaking of uh, Square Enix, um, we had uh, Yuji Naka this mm. week come out and. Uh, Kind of, he kind of, uh, how do I say this? Uh, drug Square Enix through the mud, to put it lightly. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah, he did. so, oh, yeah, so he TL, did. TLDR, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quoting, uh, Nibel here. Uh, quote unquote, Yuji Naka reveals that six months before Balan Wonderworld came out, he was removed as director and therefore filed a lawsuit against Square Enix, which is now over. He knew that the game was unfinished and criticizes both Square Enix and Arzest for going forward with the release. Um, he he yeah. has a whole thread on his Twitter account going much more in depth into this than than uh, than what I just said. Um, but uh, another thing he said, which really really kind of stood out to me, was he said he doesn't think Square Enix uh, uh, cares about about uh, gamers. Which was wild, uh, just to see. But yeah, so just wanted to get uh, everyone's thoughts on this. Um, I I have a little me, uh, uh, really d- really quickly. Uh, this is this is only one man's account, right? Like we don't yep. know Square Square Enix's uh, side and and how they feel about this. Maybe they saw something in Yuji, you know, that warranted his removal or something. I I I don't know, obviously. Uh, I will say that Yuji Naka does have a a record of being incredibly hard, difficult to work with. You know, specifically talking about uh, Sonic Extreme. Um, he has mm, a really? history. Okay. He has a history of throwing uh, his own dev team under the bus, right? So he's not the most, uh, you know, I guess uh, <laughs> amicable to to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to throw that out to kind of get you know both sides here, but uh, just on on face value, specifically going off of what Yuji said, what what is everyone's reaction to this? What I wanted to do real quick, just for the listeners, I want to give just a little excerpt from Polygon uh, that just explains a little bit of what Naka stated. Uh, according to Naka. He was removed as director of Battle Wonder World by the game's producer, head of marketing, head of sound, managing director, and human resources department for two reasons. One issue that caused conflict during development, Naka said, citing court documents, was a promotion that used a YouTuber's piano arrangement of music from Balan Wonderworld instead of the original composition. Naka said he insisted that the original be released. The second issue was a disagreement with Arces, the game's de- developer, over the quality of the game. Naka said he made comments to Arsis about improvements to Battling Wonderworld and bug fixes that were not addressed, addressed, leading to a ruined relationship with Arsis. Naka further apologized to fans for not interacting with them on social media, saying he was restricted from doing so by Square Enix. He said he believes that Square Enix does not value games, fans, or games themselves, based on his experience developing Battling Wonderworld. Just a little context for that. Yeah, that, that last quote is absolutely wild to me um mm-hmm. 
but yeah and and pretty damning at the same time but um yeah yeah uh well what what is what's what's your thoughts man it's it's tough when it's you know it it was through twitter and and uh, not having the other side talk you're not having square Enix like have like a statement or something it's hard to gauge exactly like you know who where can you point at some holes in the story or who do you think like what checks out and whatnot uh and right now you know knowing that Yuji Naka does have that not not so amicably you know amicable history this very much reminds me of another developer that doesn't have the best history of working with people and that's Kojima and Kojima is someone that had trouble with another company which was Konami and this just reminds me of that situation again where you know he got restricted access to social media Konami got restricted access to even an award uh, to not show up to the game awards, so it, it very much comes down to the to the situation where if I need to like know what Square Enix side sounds like to see if they try to deny anything. Uh, but this would not surprise me if this was the case. Uh, you know, as Square, I mean, as much as you know, as 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 good as the certain games uh, that Square has released and whatnot. And there are certain decisions that even I mean, Macho has gone to dev where they can be questionable. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was, this was one of them behind the scenes. Um, and not to say Yujuji Naka being one of the... Uh, I think he's like... He, you, can, you can credit him as like one of the co-creators of Sonic, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's like incredibly iconic in the video game industry. Uh, I don't think that he is, you know, although he, you know, of his history... Uh, I think there there's some authority behind his his uh, statements, but again, it's hard to gauge if we don't really know the the other side and and you know if if he even brought you know uh, citing uh, uh, court and and like legalese and whatnot, then we can very much assume that this this was more serious than than we could have thought. <laughs> what what initially was oh. Yuji Naka seems like he lost his edge to a, oh no, this was more of a legal situation. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't surprise me, man. Uh, this, this, and this is not only with Square. I, I, I bet that there's countless of stories like this that happen behind the scenes, only that this time it, it was that much noticeable. And like we've, we've had like, you know, instances of like Square, for instance, like putting insane sort of like sales expectations on you know on studios you know things like uh tomb raider that hitting like what something like five million and it still being a disappointment to to square so like i definitely do think that there is uh some some truth to possibly square not being the easiest to work with Mm -hmm. um but yeah macho how, how do you as 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 the sort of uh uh, resident square fan uh, <laughs> how, how do you feel about this yeah this is uh, a tricky situation uh, only because of the fact that I'm pretty much an advocator of um, listening to both sides of any story yeah. especially when something is as controversial as this and it goes with anything um, so obviously I would love for square to kind of, kind of comment on this but obviously they're not they're just going to leave it by the wayside and keep everything in the court which makes sense obviously but still um yeah, to me, it wasn't really uh, surprising to hear this and to, for him to come out with such damning statements like they don't care about gamers or um, they're, you know, <clears throat> pretty much lost their way. And it, honestly, it's not 
it's not surprising, man. They started off the new year with talking about NFTs. <laughs> you know what and I mean? What, and, and what was what was the the CEO or whatever the guy who who first said that? Like, what was his like? Like, he, didn't he have like a non-apology for it? Like, he 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 kind of like doubled down on it or something like that. Yeah, because they're talking about it with investors, I think it was, or shareholders, right. or the case may be. So they're talking about, yeah, we have like this, we like really developed this blockchain for our games and all that kind of stuff. You know, whatever it's going to turn into, it's 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 probably more than likely in the pipeline for like a mobile game or something like that. They start off small and eventually gradually into the console of free to play space. Um, we know they've been trying to dip their toes into free to play games or not free to play games, but games as a service rather, uh, with. And both of them obviously didn't do really well with Avengers and Battles Fall, but regardless, that's besides the point. It's um, it's it. I can see where this guy is coming from, um, but I, it's actually news to me that he's apparently really hard to work with. And so again, there's that other side of the story that I like to know of, like, okay, what's really going on behind the curtain here? Who's really at fault? Um, what did push come to shove? Both parties are at fault. It seems like, anyways. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, I, I think that yeah. I think that's probably my 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 takeaway. Just just bouncing off of that really quick. Yeah, um, I, I think that's probably my biggest takeaway is that there definitely seems like a little bit of both in, term, in terms of truth that there's a little bit of both sides at fault for uh, at this um, seemingly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I really think it came a came to push, came to shove kind of thing, especially if the guy got. I think the story what was the story like they got jumped off the project like a month before the game came out or something like that um something along those lines and they released it unfinished and, and it, was, it was not like a game that was met up to the standards that it needed to be so it's, it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and, and honestly it's just it, it, right now it's kind of par for the course is why like when things for five Fantasy 14 and walker for Fami Seven remake, uh, for Triangle Strategy, it's it, to me it's a it's a goddamn miracle these games come out the way they do and they're so amazing, and they are what make um, Square's legacy so rich. Um, even going back to Parasite Eve, you know, like you see mm -hmm. the history, you see like what their like what their mentality was in making great and unique games, and then we, then they release stuff like Chocobo GP and <laughs> Balance Wonderworld and. Babylon's Fall and then Avengers and you're just like what where's the consistency here and a lot of it I think it was because of its comments they say like Square doesn't care about gamers and I don't think that's I, I don't think that's not true I really think that there's some validity to that um, we've seen it time and time and again and it really comes down to um, the creators I know you, you I know I am definitely like the Square fan so that's like uh, that's a no-brainer, but um, I'm definitely more of an ad advocator for the creatives and developers than I am for the actual company, um, especially like the the people in charge and stuff like that. Like I think that they're I think that the actual CEO is like so out of touch. But then we have guys like Yoshi P and then Haji Tabata and then Tetsu Nomura and all the composers are in the and Square and just doing their damnedest to make like the best thing they can. Um, that really give me hope for their games, but and then stuff like this happens, and I'm just like, all right, <clears throat> I think there's actually need to be some quality control. It needs to be um, some management uh, reconfiguration and just overall new outlook because this is looking, it's it's getting worse every time. And it's not just the games anymore. Now it's actually like developers and taking them and a, a developer taking the square to court and all this kind of crazy stuff. So. Yeah. It's it's nuts to me. It's absolutely baffling.
Yeah. Um, yeah, well said. Uh, I don't know if there's really much else to, to really say. I died again. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder I wonder if uh, at some point the Square, do you guys think that Square is going to release a statement about this? Have they? I don't, I don't know if they have. Um, have they, Macho? No, no. That's I, I seriously doubt that they would. But mm. it's Unless it's something that was like as damning as like you know like a, a like a sexual assault or anything like that or something mm. where they had to come out right that's something that's really affected developers like it's like if if some if someone on the ball in wonder world um development team was like well i experienced harassment whatever and squared a lot of this to happen then they'll have to say something there's yeah. one guy saying that you know square doesn't care about fans they don't care you know they're <laughs> yeah. they're gonna they're gonna keep they pushing like, out yeah. their games. They're like, they're yeah, we don't give a shit. Their games and not care. Yeah, they're gonna keep pushing <laughs> out their games and just not care because all they, all they have to do <laughs> is is release a trailer for Final Fantasy 16 and then never one. <laughs> Are you saying they're trying to pull off the Nintendo swag? <laughs> I was gonna say that's a Sony thing. Sony because people uh, like a, talk, no, a, they talk thing. shit about Sony, and and as no, soon as they release Nintendo another thing, game, man, they they try their damnedest with the, with the employee accusations ones and then. Uh, Steel Blade Chronicles releases three months early. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I mean more in the vein of like last year we talked about how Sony very much like people talk about oh where's the game as soon as a game starts like there's a trailer for another IP it's like oh suddenly Sony is like all perfect but then meanwhile they're like laughing stock but no Man. legal legal wise no they're, they're not they're not they're oh not yeah because so because they did have some like uh employee accusation or something like that too but i think the judge actually dismissed a couple of like those complaints yeah, I, I bet he was a sony fan <laughs> they bribed him with a ps5 yeah man he was like hey just man like that, just like that surgeon man just like that surgeon just yo that wild that shit wild man yo. we don't i, I think yeah. we're in the wrong timeline yeah. We don't talk about Bruno, man. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> That's crazy you say that, man. I just I just watched that movie. So it's good, right? It's a it's, good movie. It's, so good. it's my friend had to like twist my arm to watch it with her because like <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not watching it, Kano. Uh, it's a but, good movie, man. Good uh, yeah, eventually. Well, you don't like you don't like Hispanic themed movies, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I hate not. my people. I hate my you, people. You hate your people, huh? <laughs> you you no, colorist. He does, man. He, he just, heard I, he, he heard he heard um. He heard of that pass and he was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm <laughs> I, just, I just haven't watched a Pixar movie since, like, I don't know. It's just like... What's wrong Disney with Disney animated feature, get it right, son? Is Disney animated? <laughs> All right? Since I was, like, 16 or something. I don't know. What's wrong with you? Uh, I'm... Uh, I grew up! He, he, he has a cold heart. He said this before, man. He told us this already. Yeah, that too. That this too. is all I'm hearing. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing, so... <laughs> 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 you say I haven't watched it since I was sixteen. All I heard was blah, 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 sixteen. Isn't there um, a guy from that that lobster from from Futurama? Soyberg. But yeah, man, that's that's gonna wrap it up for for Yuji uh, Naka versus Square Enix. Yes, so sir. Curious to see Naka v Enix. Very curious to see if we get uh, some sort of continuation of this in any, in any form. God, I keep um, dying! <laughs> let's talk about... Um, God, I feel like there was something else I wanted to mention. I suck. Please uh, 
really really quickly let's let's uh go over uh returnal's anniversary before we jump into sort of the major yeah, yeah, yeah. topic of the week oh yeah uh, sure. happy birthday yeah, returnal so returnal is uh one year old man uh hey <laughs> they did they just they just put up like a little blog post about it which was cool but um yeah aside from that uh what is everyone's i, I guess like i i think i can say with the utmost confidence that us three here at the dual shock and sense podcast we're we're all uh very big fans of returnal we all really really loved it yes uh we mm -hmm. can't talk enough about the the hyperion uh moment uh amen that boss fight and then also uh, obviously the ascent to to hyperion um, but what are some other things that kind of uh, stood out to to you guys uh, playing Returnal? Oh man, the 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 soundtrack, the music, the score, man, that shit, banger. That damn gameplay, man. That damn gameplay was was prime. Yeah. Are you kidding? That 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 <laughs> arcade, <laughs> arcade, hectic action of of um, Resogun, excuse me, was sound in in that game, and I did not expect that at all. I, I really thought it was going to be way more slower paced and it wasn't really going to live up to kind of like the arcade roots um, based on the few, the few stuff that I saw. But once I saw those particle effects and those crazy orbs just going in all directions and just like not only like it looking cool but feeling even better, uh, I still don't know how they did it, man. It's 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 quite a miraculous feat what they did with Returnal. They talked about adding like field. a really complex and really cool story and everything else. So. Yeah. They talked with Molecule. That's how they got it done. Like, Molecule, how you do those particle, particle effects? I'm like, okay. So you just spam this button over here. And look at that. Look at all those lights. Ah, yeah. That's how the game development <laughs> That's how game, game dev That's works. how game development works? Oh, yeah. Man, you just wild. spam a button, and then lights start going out. Um, man, the game... I, I, it's always a highlight just to remember moments like... And I'll, I'll make the comparison until the day I die. I love the movie Annihilation. It's the same kind of vibe. It's the same kind of feeling. Being in a, in a completely alien area, alien world, the music complements it so perfectly. The aliens are are alien-like. Like, they're not just, I'm a humanoid that is an alien, like Mass Effect, you know? It's not like, oh, look <laughs> at me. I have a gun. It's like, no, you don't have a gun. You're an alien. You you shoot, you shoot beams. Like, it, it, they nailed the, 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 the enemy design. I think like that's one of the strongest things of Returnal, just uh, just squids and and blobs and man, if you it good it good add good shit good shit out of ten. Yeah, maybe design's absolutely prime. Yeah, I think that's a absolutely. big factor too. It's like my enjoyment of like just that's one of the things that makes like the Souls game so interesting and so fun to watch too. Is the enemy designs Returnal had that in spades. Yeah, Soul, you made games. I didn't know you made games, Soul. Oh yeah. Man. Damn. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Returnal's a fucking awesome game. Uh, right. the, I mean, as Macho kind of talked about, the the gameplay is absolutely sublime. Once you actually, once it once it all starts to click, um, it's yes, sir. it's yeah, it's absolutely sublime. Uh, one of the best, like feet, just like in terms of just like pure feel, I think it's one of the best in that aspect. Um, but yeah, and then obviously, I I. I pretty sure i've talked about the narrative extensively before but yeah i really love uh that narrative between you know just learning about uh celine and her mother and uh helios as well um all that stuff is is fucking awesome um yeah i don't know if there's much else to, to really say about it uh return all absolutely play it. it's 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 awesome 
Um, Sir, if you have a PS5. If you don't, then I'm sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, well, I did you finish I, Returnal, by the way? Uh, shut up. No, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> well, look at what we have here. I, that, let, me, let me tell you, man. If it wasn't for getting to the boss, I would have beaten it. But that, that area, I have to be in the mindset uh, for it, man. Yeah. yeah. The water. Also, you, you know what this sounds like to me? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a whole lot of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> How many, Can you oh. smell that? Can you uh, smell that? Yeah. Oh, man. How many times no, no, did you die? What's that? What's that meme? It's like it sounds like a whole lot of barnacles. <laughs> yeah. speaking, speaking of which, have you guys seen? This is like the funniest fucking meme that I that I've seen like in 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 a while. Have you guys seen that um that one freeze frame of like <laughs> the Krusty Krab fucking exploding and Mr. Krabs and Squid Squidward being like blown back by the explosion? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Let me send it in the chat right now because it's it's my it's the funniest thing right now to me. Um, uh oh! Whoa! Someone's listening to someone's on the hub. Uh oh! Oh! Whoa! Yo! I was looking at SpongeBob, you fiend! Whoa! But yeah, look at look at the chat. Look at the chat right now. <laughs> oh, the the Twitter, the Twitter DM. Let's see what this man's sending. This is not the funniest thing. <laughs> there was, there was uh, this one. I, I think it was uh, not the onion, but the I think it's called like the hard drive on on Twitter. They mm -hmm. posted, uh, they quote tweeted uh, some thing that Nintendo was saying that they were like shutting down like online servers on the Wii or something like that for Mario Kart Wii, and. Uh, hard drive they quote tweeted with that image of like <laughs> the crusty crab exploding and mr crabs and squidward blowing back and like the caption was uh me when nintendo turns off the mario kart wii servers <laughs> in 2023 <laughs> 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 um, so yeah man uh i don't know where i was going with that but... yeah no you're wild yeah but uh yeah so that's that's it uh for returnal just wanted to give it a little bit of love um, also, awesome to see it uh, getting uh, some of that love reciprocated in in some of the recent award shows. Uh, like BAFTA, obviously, it won you know best game, it won like four awards total that night. Jane Perry won uh, you know uh, achievement in in performance for Celine as well. So yeah, just awesome to see that it was getting some some love um, in places outside of the, the the video game awards. You know. Um, yeah, for sure. But, sure. uh, yeah, man. So that is Returnal. So let's move on to probably our biggest topic of the week, and that is PlayStation Plus. Uh, uh, controversy with its tiers and its its uh, stacking. Uh, Macho, I'm gonna lean on you to to kind of explain this one because this is something <laughs> that I as as I don't care about the the new subscription service or something like that. I don't plan on getting it. So like all of this has just kind of been like flying over my head. So what what's the what's the controversy? What's going on with this? Oh man, um, caught me off guard, man. Stall, stall. I left it with Walt, yeah, because I, I was like, I'm the Square Enix guy, so I was an attack Balin and 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 Tommy sixteen. So Walt can oh do the man, oh brother, wait a minute, brother, this thing. I'm also like very indifferent, like soul. <laughs> 
<laughs> Give me... <laughs> well, I mean, just the, the, I guess I can kind of touch on because I have been like in the Twitter spaces and just Twitter yeah. in general. Yeah, this um, man actually joined the, the Twitter space. I'm, I'm yes, flabbergasted. Yes, they're, not, they're not full of debauchery. They're actually uh, some really good Twitter spaces with good conversations. So you know I what? endorse if, them. If, if you give me a second, I can I, I can uh, pull up this article really yeah. quick. And, and yeah, I mean, it was just, to, just to kind of touch on the controversy of, like, what people are really up and about. It's more, more or less a conversion rate, and people are um, between buying, like, a PS Plus card and buying a PS Now card and, like, Sony's way of actually um, converting your purchase of a $60 uh, year subscription or three month subscription or one month subscription and basically turning it into the new tiers which are obviously priced differently uh, with the premium one being the double the price like 120 a year um, and so the, the the biggest thing about that is just the conversion rate people are kind of like what's going on is this really confusing this is not consumer friendly and the other part of it uh, it's, it's a game that the, the service is releasing soon it's releasing next month Mm-hmm. Yeah, next next month in like June thirteenth or something like that. Yeah. And um, the only thing we really have from it that's super concrete is from the blog and a couple of leaks that uh that have popped up. What's gonna appear in like the the highest tier? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about it. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's kind of like what's really kind of floating around. I'm sort of I'm sort of different to I'm sort of indifferent to it as well until I get a list of those games. So yeah. That's the main thing. Like it, it I, and we we mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago where they say seven hundred plus games. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, what are those games? You know, like it, it it very much comes down to you can give me. Listen, you can tell me there's over a thousand games on the Switch. Yeah, nine hundred of them are mobile games. Like like there's there's so much garbage in 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 so many places that you really. I'm not. I'm not down. And again, it's a lot of money. Like it's gonna be a commitment. And <laughs> again, <laughs> when I saw the conversion uh, table, it it's so bare bones. It's so that's one thing. It's not like they didn't break it down. They didn't make a little nice little chart. You know, when they where they give you like the X and the check marks. Like this is included. No, you can't do this with this one. No, it's like. Okay, so three months, this is what's up. The six months, this is what's up. We're not yeah. gonna elaborate on it. This is the conversion, and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm like that meme where it says, I ain't gonna read all that. Good for you. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm like, like, I ain't reading all oh, that. Oh, you're not gonna read it, Walt. You're not gonna read it. I ain't gonna read it. No, Macho, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> we we stream for five hours. We have evidence. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, but I yeah am... we're, not, we're having a nice podcast here and uh, we have pure evidence. You, you just came out your mouth, all right? You just came out your mouth. Right? Yeah, you I didn't read. That's why I said I'm indifferent. I ain't gonna read it. That's why I said I'm indifferent to it. I'm hearing a lot of from you, man. I'm hearing a lot of. But I mean, to your point though, I understand. Yeah, because it's a lot of gibberish, which like it it seems like they're just kind of pumping out and really kind of missing the mark. And on top of all this, actually, so um, one thing I forgot to mention was that they blocked um, a lot of people, <clears throat> the ability to stack their, their yeah, PS. Yeah, so that's that's what yeah. I wanted to, to get into primarily. So mm, okay. uh, this is from The Verge. Um, 
Let's see. So uh, obviously, you know, t touching on on the stacking, many users were stacking uh, prepaid uh, subscriptions to PlayStation Now, um, but Sony was quick to stop many people from exploiting that discount. But it couldn't keep people from buying and redeeming the cards for some sort of service. And those remaining PS Now voucher cards will give you at least a partial PlayStation Plus premium subscription. Uh, so at least uh, starting in June. Uh, Sony is now keeping many people from redeeming prepaid vouchers until after the PS Plus relaunch. Only users who aren't already subscribed can redeem a one, three, or twelve-month prepaid card, um, which are now which are still being sold at retailers. Uh, so The Verge go on, goes on to say, "What happens if you have a prepaid voucher once June rolls around? Well, it will still be worth redeeming them once you're able." Sony made this. <laughs> Sony made this helpful chart to explain how much they're worth when converting to the new service. While a month of PlayStation Now won't buy you a month of PlayStation Plus Premium, Sony says you'll still get the length of time equivalent to the monetary value of your original voucher. Um, and then they, fin they finish off to say, did I say helpful? I meant dreadful. But just as Sony's announcement of its new PS Plus service has been rife with co uh, confusion, so too has its co uh, communication of conversions up until now. Um, so this is the the kind of classic thing of uh, like whenever we see um, companies releasing charts of like, hey, this is what's included in the regular version of the game. Here's what's included in the special edition. Here's what's yeah. included in the, in the collector's edition. Like we always kind of like roll our eyes at that sort of thing. Sonic yeah. Origins yeah. just did that. <laughs> exactly, and they got they got <laughs> they got grilled for it. Uh, they got they got cooked like a rotisserie chicken for it, um, <laughs> or like a, was, or like a roadkill uh, hedgehog. Yes, sir. Um, so seeing the same thing with like Sony's uh, PlayStation Plus voucher conversion chart, and like you know seeing them being like, okay, so in the essential, uh, converted to ninety two days of PlayStation Plus essential, uh, extra converted to fifty eight days of PlayStation Plus extra. You know, like all all of this, like I. Purely, like, to me, like, if you need a goddamn chart to explain, uh, you know, like, your, your, your product or what you're selling to people, like, I don't know, I feel like we got, like, our wires crossed, like, there's something obviously wrong with that, um, like, yeah. I, I feel like it should be simple and easy to communicate, and I don't need to be looking up a goddamn chart to figure out, like, what I'm getting for, like, what I'm paying for, yeah. like, I don't know, I don't know if that's just me, but, um, yeah, no, so it's, I, not. I, it's not, it's not just you, man, no, no. It, should, it should be simple and clean. Yeah. So uh yes, it should. so the stacking thing, uh how how do you guys how do you guys feel about it? Obviously <laughs> they don't want people taking a it, it's definitely anti consumer, but I at the same time I feel like I can't be surprised that they that they would do this eventually. So can y'all like so I found out about stacking this week. So can y'all like elaborate on it? Like what, what is the stacking? What does the stacking like benefit you like in the has it evolved? Has it been the same throughout? Has it, is it recent? Like, what's, what's, what's the opinion, the public opinion with stacking? Um, I mean, well, like, the idea about it is, is you're buying multiple subscription uh, cards, right? <clears throat> and just really just stacking it through for the next couple of years or for how many years that you're actually paying for it. And the idea behind this is that you'll buy, um, the cards that, are, that go on sale, right? Where the CD keys or where there's some sale that's going on, and you're basically paying you're paying more to pay less in the long run. Mm. So the fact that Sony is like blocking people 
from doing this is they don't take advantage of the actual um, pricing and stuff like that. It's to me, it's like it. It's not fake outrage, but like I can see people being upset. But like at the same time, um, for me at least, like I, I don't know. I never saw the sense of like paying so much for a subscription service that's about promises. Like I rather just pay. For, I rather just use that money to pay for the games that I want rather mm-hmm. than just hope for something to come to the service. Um, so for people to kind of like be like super upset about this, I guess I don't know. I don't know how many people actually stack their subscription services, but. It must be a lot if a lot of people are talking about it and are very upset by it. So, um, I don't know. It's 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 really weird to me that the people would just be so so upset so upset about not stacking their subscription service when uh, when they complain so much about it at the same time. You know, so it's it's weird to me. It's it's, it's weird kind of energy that kind of floats around. If it, it feels a little bit like fake outrage and just console warring, but at the same time, I understand why people would be upset um, if they do stack and if they they. They want to take advantage of the, of the you know, pay more to pay less in the long run kind of my it's, idea. It's probably it's probably the part like, the fact that like they've, you know, going back to the block thing, but they disabled the ability to redeem PlayStation Plus codes from from third party, uh, retailers, right? Um, so like kind of like removing that that option from from people does kind of suck. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, um, but, at same okay. t- but at the same time, like it's like companies in the company, you know, like they're, they're going to find a way to kind of keep the money in their pockets and not let you make a deal um, and take advantage of this kind of stuff. But it, to me, <clears throat> what this kind of all really points out to is the problem that we've been having with Sony since the start of the PS5 generation, which is really poor planning. Besides their games, right? They're, they are they're rock solid in game development and stuff like that. But when it comes to the actual consoles and the console and the services and um, the features, a lot of it feels half-baked. And this is like another version of that where uh, they obviously had this feels like a rush job and it wasn't fully planned out. Because if they really wanted to do right by this, then they would have phased out the PS Now cards and the, PS, the, the original PS Plus cards as they have been doing. But being at a more cadence to have a little more rhythm to it and then putting out the new PS Plus cards that can make everything less confusing. Because now you have you can buy a PS Now card, it's not the exact same as buying a PS Plus card for a month or for a year. Like, it's very confusing stuff. And I think, like, the conversion rate, is, it, to me, doesn't make any sense because aren't PS Now and PS Plus priced the same per month and per, per year? I think so. Like, $10 a month, uh, $100, no, $60 per year, something like that. So, if they're, if they're the same, then why have different uh, different prices for each each car that you're redeeming? I don't understand. You know, so it's really yeah, confusing. It's, um, yeah, it's 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 weird. Um, and I guess like to me, kind of going back to like the whole communication thing. Um, to me, it just feels like it kind of like we've we've done this same song and dance before, of like. You know, kind of even going back to uh, like the Horizon uh, sort of ten dollar upgrade thing, where like it's something that like we it, it's a no brainer. Like these things are no brainers that is going to upset the community. And then you know, a couple days later, we get that classic Jim Ryan letter that says, "Oh, we apologize for this. You know, we're gonna reverse this." Blah blah blah. And it just feels like same song dance. This is I can definitely see this 
maybe not but like i feel like it could be another case of that happening again with this where it is clearly something at least with the the, the flow chart and making this so overly complicated where they are going to put out a press release i don't know like re-explaining themselves or, or or something or maybe even reversing their decision on on the stacking or something like that it just feels like these are like unforced errors like they're shooting themselves in the foot needlessly these are things that to us seem like why would you this is so obviously something that you shouldn't be doing yet they're doing it anyway and i don't know i, I feel like there's multiple instances of this happening and it's just like having you guys learned from like the last two instances of you guys doing things like this that make your community upset and then reversing it a couple days later that you shouldn't be doing things like this like i i don't know it's 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 really it feels like we should know this by now <laughs> but they keep doing shit like this so yeah and that's why i'm so okay with people giving them shit it's the same thing with square enix right like uh obviously i have all my criticisms for that company the same thing with playstation when they do something shitty call them out i don't care how much i like their games i don't care how much i like their product i will voice that opinion because i care about the ecosystem i care about the games they put out and at the same time i want it to benefit me i'm the consumer like i want to come home and not worry about this kind of shit you know um, yeah yeah for sure so i, I like i don't want it's, it's so it's so weird to me like you said so it's like they they know what they need to do and what they don't need to do so i understand why it's so it's so it's such a far cry from like what we had at the beginning of the ps4 to now yeah yeah for sure um again like the the stacking is is something that doesn't really mean much to me because I've never done it. Yeah, um, me neither. Yeah, me neither. But um, I could see on on a pure consumer level, if you're taking, if you're trying to take advantage of, uh, you know, and save some money off some discounted codes, and Sony is blocking your ability to do that, uh, yeah, I can definitely sympathize as to why people would be upset about that, um, for sure. Uh, but yeah, for me, it doesn't again as someone who isn't interested in the service in general it's it's doesn't really mean much to me um but yeah on on top of that i guess i guess just my main thing is just the the fucking chart man it's just so needlessly overcomplicated yeah. um but yeah i mean dude does anyone have any anything else to to really add i guess i guess sort of the main takeaway is that this is just like another i'm i'm, I'm kind of i'm i'm kind of understanding where you guys are coming from man this is another case of of sony botching you know just communication where these things should be a slam dunk these things should be things that you have well planned out well in advance but it just seems like they're just doing these things kind of like haphazardly and they don't care so like why why should i care if it seems like you guys don't exactly exactly yeah that's that and that's my whole takeaway from all this really it just it it's really kind of just spreading the same ground that we've been covering for the past couple of years and um it's again it's a far cry from when we had like the jack trenton the sean Layden, adam boys kind of days where everything felt like it, it had a purpose and their moves that they were making were making fans happy but also making them successful so everyone was kind of shaking each other's hands whereas it feels like sony a lot of time is spitting to their hands and wanting us to shake it but at the same time we're just like um no no and that's not gonna yeah. happen yeah man uh yeah definitely just again unforced errors man like yeah. and give me my goddamn games man i want my list of games i don't want to leak 
I understand Tekken three and, and siphon filter. I, I cool, cool. Where's where's my where's my stuff? Let me see that. I want I want to see I want to see Sly Sly trilogy. Where's that? Come on now. Come on now. Wait, and, it, it, and this thing this thing's coming out in June, right? Yep. In, okay, and we are pretty much in May. So like, you know, I would I would like to know what is in these. <laughs> you know, I, I would like to know what what uh, I would theoretically be paying for. You know. No rush, I guess. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's the thing when people are like rushing to, to stack their years, and they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be like, what are you stacking for? You don't even know what's gonna be in the service, man." Like, come on, like that's that's where I kind of go into the little bit of the fake outrage. I'm like, "You're you're paying for promises, man. Just look forward to the yeah. games that are coming out, man. That you actually know are here. <laughs> come on." It's man. like when I saw I saw a lot of comments going, "Yeah, like my friend he did this, and now he has like PS Plus until like 2030." And I'm like, "Where's the why? What's the incentive? Yeah, what's the incentive? Because I know I mean, BG I mean, not... stacked his stacked his PS Plus for like the entire PS4 generation, only for PS4 to have the less amount of multiplayer games that he likes to play." Well, I'll 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 what uh, be devil's advocate is that if you are someone who does play, you know, like Call of Duty and all the mul major multiplayer games, then I absolutely see the value in in, in stacking for sure. Um, that's fair yeah that's fair. yeah sure yeah, absolutely you're right um but again like for for someone like like us i assume you know who it doesn't play multiplayer games like every single day of our lives then you know this is probably something that we wouldn't do but yeah for sure if you're um at, uh, this upcoming generation with just how much uh investment sony is putting into multiplayer i could definitely see this potentially being a period where i would want to do that if you know the games are things that i'm interested in the mm -hmm. multiplayer ones um so yeah i could i could definitely see why why people would want to do it yeah actually now you said that it does yeah it does ring the bell of like there are other stuff in this service that are worth getting the subscription for like cloud saves and yeah um for sure and, and online stuff like discounts that, yeah. there's some, there's some discounts for for games so yeah yeah there are yeah there actually are pretty some pretty notable discounts but yeah i do there forget discount, sometimes yeah. that you need this the subscription service even to play online so. yeah and i think that it, it, it's as long as you're intent like don't here's the thing do whatever you want with your money i mean obviously do whatever but don't don't lie to me don't 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 fake outrage don't pretend like like you care about a problem that you don't really care about that's just disingenuous you see a lot of that on from people and that that's the only part that's like I, I, that's why i don't even spend time arguing with with people i don't even join the twitter spaces because it's like what what was the what was the energy macho was it the i'm the host like they were fighting each other no, no. <laughs> i mean that was that was a long time ago but um but yeah it's just one guy about the i'm the host i'm the host yeah um, like... <laughs> <laughs> no but it's i mean the the twitter spaces i've been joining have been more just kind of conversations like friendly and normal conversations about the community and stuff like that that's, that's really good crazy yeah we need more we, i mean we need more of that <laughs> I mean, one dude was getting roasted for a couple of hours, but <laughs> <laughs> why? Besides, but besides the point, it was. Uh, I, I see it as a community healing sort of. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> yeah. But regardless, it was. Um, but yeah, yeah. There, there, there was some more. There's more good than bad. I'll say. Yeah, it's just vocal minority, but yeah, I agree. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that is, I think, pretty much it for the podcast. I. 
think we have. The podcast? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess really quickly we can kind of touch on uh, Xbox. They did uh, confirm their uh, Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase for June 12th. Um, So... Really quickly, what do you guys what what's like the one kind of go around the table? What is the one sort of title you're hoping to see there? Starfield. <laughs> that's that's like you, that's like you a hope to see that. That's like a ninety nine point nine percent chance that that's going to be there. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, get, get wild, get wild, man. What, wild. Oh, booga booga. Let's see. Yeah, come on now. Come on. Well, well, uh, what do you have, Macho? What are you expect? Come on, throw throw that curve. <laughs> what are you expecting? Killer Instinct two. Oh, oh, you've been preaching that for like fifty podcasts though. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what I want from them. I want Killer Instinct too. Um, again, the biggest problem is that they haven't found a developer, so that we know. Uh, and I hope they really surprise us and bring out Killer Instinct too, because that first game is amazing and uh, set the groundwork for um, last generation for some fighters. And man, I'll just love to see those characters come back in in, in a next gen form. And uh, that game looks incredible, anyways. But if we get like a next gen version of you know that game, or at least for Killer Instinct Two, um, and to bring in new mechanics, bring in new characters like that's I, I'm I'll be so down for that. I really really want that. Are we? And then the the other the other is Fable. I, I doubt that we'll see oh. it because uh, we're just coming off of uh, Forza Horizon Five. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm guessing they're just gonna go dark on that until it's ready. But um, I really hope that it's not in development hell like some of their games have been recently. Did they say uh, yeah. if this was a a just pure development or like also their published the ones they're publishing, published titles? For oh, I mean it's, it's Bethesda. Bethesda and Xbox. So yeah, but like um, is Bethesda like just purely Bethesda in general, publisher and dev, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so okay. if 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 we're going that route, then I'm like because there's a lot of games that uh, bring prey again, bring a, a next gen prey or bring a. The next installment, Wolfenstein, next gen, uh, do us better than Youngblood, <laughs> you know? Um, for me, uh, definitely want to see, because they showed it last year mm-hmm. uh, at their showcase, I want to see uh, Plague Tale Requiem. Mm. Me, that game has been silent since... Uh, did you see the collector's year. edition? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, buddy. Should look beautiful. Um, Hellblade but... 2, maybe? Yeah, no, I, I, that... That will definitely be. It has to be there. Um, <laughs> you think so? so? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, the word is that it's it's coming out next year. So like, I would assume that yeah, we sh- we see some more gameplay. I mean, they showed some a little bit more at, at Game Awards last year. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they they have to start showing some of their big guns. Like it, come, like it's been it's been like two or three years, you know, since these games have been announced. So like. We, I feel like we kind of need to get like the ball rolling and start seeing some of these things, like Avowed, Fable, Hellblade Two. Um, yeah, I would, I, I would, I would definitely say that we need to. Um, but all right, so the the other major thing that we can uh, kind of get through um, that we didn't talk about was Ubisoft. Ubisoft, uh, according to Kotaku, is looking to sell, or they are prepping for a possible sale. Um, so, uh, this is going off of, uh, uh, Nibel, uh, mentioned factors are that there is no Gimo left to take over. 
uh the ongoing workplace controversy uh there's there we kind of hear this thing about the the mass exodus uh that's definitely uh affected ubisoft just the the amount of people who are leaving in not only just like regular positions but also like senior developers uh who are leaving the company um and of course uh there a lot of their major pro uh projects are struggling uh right now so obviously like skull and bones that that just had like a like a, a beta or a closed beta or something like that mm -hmm. uh, and people seem to be very underwhelmed by it um also in the article they mentioned that as both the next uh assassin's creed far cry and ghost recon are further away than ubisoft had originally planned um so all of these factors put together are kind of contributing to the possibility of Ubisoft wanting to sell. Uh, so is this a surprise to you guys? Were you or were you guys expecting this to happen? And then also tell me, do you guys want Sony to buy them? You <laughs> <laughs> can't finish your sentence, man. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, man. Just. Uh... Man, how far how, how far Ubisoft has fallen, dog? Um, it's kind of yeah. I mean, dude, I'm really stressed for Avatar, man. That's all I care about. Frontiers of Pandora. I'm really stressed for that game, dog. I really want it to be so good. I I want that game to be just amazing, especially on the hype of Avatar two this year. I'm ready, man. I'm ready for but it's Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Ubisoft, bro. Like it's it's kind of wild to me that they even think it'd be up for selling. But again, it makes sense because they've having a ton of problems, a ton of issues lately, and it's merely just brought me back to Phil Spencer reading the news, rubbing his hands together, getting the paycheck ready. Who, who cares if the FTC is is looking down on the uh, on the on the um, Activision Blizzard deal? Who cares? Who cares? They have doubts. We're gonna scoop up Ubisoft. Wasn't wasn't Ubisoft happening? The one that was also making a Star Wars game. I think so. I think so. But, so um, like... I mean, but re but realistically, if I think we're who were to buy them, it wouldn't be Sony. I would not want Sony to buy Ubisoft. I'd, like, I'd be, I wouldn't really care either way if they did. I feel like Microsoft um, would do it. I don't know. No, I I, I honestly I joked about the whole uh, FTC thing, but I really think they're kind of under hot water with that, and they shouldn't be really making any crazy moves. I mean, who am I to say because I'm not a CEO and stuff like that, but. I can see that being the reason why they wouldn't be jumping ahead of that and want to scoop up Ubisoft. But I do see Amazon, Tencent, I do see Tencent mm. coming in and want to scoop them up to, to have that. Because Ubisoft is a huge publisher, man. Huge, 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 huge. Assassin's Creed is a, a ginormous franchise. Yeah. Um, so I can absolutely see one... I, I, I can see all the players having... putting you know putting their, putting their checkbooks down, but overall, if I was to really, like think about it and like really see who was more realistic more realistic he's gonna buy them it'll be tencent or it'll be amazon but that's just me so yeah man what do you guys yeah. think uh i yeah I, I i agree i don't want them to I, I i wouldn't want them um not even like just you know talking about the franchises the the ips that they have but also like i mean clearly they have you know some of the biggest ips but like I, I don't know how you can like they have thousands of, of employees like they are one of the biggest like employers in the industry I just don't know how you can like seamlessly integrate that into like what you're doing yourself I would imagine that it would have to be kind of similar to like what uh, 
Xbox is, is doing with like Bethesda and they just like let them be kind of like a separate entity that sits alongside Xbox. Because, um, yeah, I, I just don't know how you can absorb thousands of employees into like, you know, uh, PlayStation Studios, for instance. And, and like that's that's so much, man. Um, but regardless, uh, their games are <laughs> their games are so fucking boring to me. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that really adds anything to to your uh, staple of, of first party. Obviously, you know, you share resources and technology and all that stuff is is great. But um, I don't know if Ubisoft does anything that Sony already like doesn't do by themselves. I, w I would I would assume you know something like Siege would be incredibly attractive to them, but aside from that, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I I at this point uh, I even like, in uh, for the longest time I was like in my mind Assassin's Creed uh Ragnarok or whatever or I don't even know the name um I was like oh man. That's cool that they're, they're like going all out with fantasy, whatever. And I hadn't seen anything like, like gameplay wise. And the other day I started looking at gameplay for a sen that that sense screen. I'm like, oh, man. And that was like the last <laughs> bit of hope that just left my body. Where I guess there's nothing to be excited for when it comes down to like I was the most excited. I was, I was for Avatar, but that's. Nothing's been heard of that with everything that's been going on there. I I, I understand it's supposed why. Supposed to come out this year though. So yeah, well. <laughs> wait, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's cut. No. Yeah. They, they actually said 2022. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, to me, it makes sense because of the whole movie tying in. But I know it doesn't really correlate to it actually coming out. But I think it's just labeled as a 2022 game from that last trailer they had. That no. is wild. I did not know that. Well, yeah, what else I... have they got in a year? <laughs> who knows man since, <laughs> since uh another Assassin's Creed, Creed. And, and the next Far Cry and the next uh Ghost Recon are both uh further away than they planned who knows Assassin's Creed Infinity yeah I think um I mean the ones that come to mind is the new uh Mario and Rabbids game oh man and oh then, uh, dang Avatar, I forgot no no <laughs> That, the first one was a good game, though. That, right, exactly. For that one. Complete it, please. Don't do anything to it, please. <laughs> I love and that then, game uh, so much. And, and then Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, and I'm sure they have something ready for Far Cry 6, too, this year. Yeah, so they did the Stranger Things uh, event uh, recently. Yeah, uh, so I'm sure they're going to do something with Far Cry, and then maybe. who knows with Assassin's Creed at this point. Well, didn't you play that game? Uh, Far Cry, yeah, yeah, I played. He said I, I, such disdain. <laughs> Didn't uh, you play that game? <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, I jump back in every now and then, and I have I have fun. I like Far Cry. It's it, and I hadn't played Far Cry in, in in years. So Far Cry Six, it's a it's a nice surprise. And I'm gonna go to MegaCon, and I'm gonna get Giancarlo Esposito to sign my copy. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hey man, he's a great actor. He's a great actor. Can you can you say my game, sir? <laughs> hey, sir. Can you say the thing, sir? Can you say can, say the thing, sir? Can you take a picture? No. Can, can you touch me, please? Can you touch me? Yeah, he'll just like frown and say, "Not yet," and I'll be like, "Yeah." <laughs> can you fix your tie for me like you did in Breaking Bad episode five? <laughs> can you? Can you? Can you? 
can you do the the fix your tie and fall on the floor and recreate that scene? It's so yeah. cool. <laughs> do your thing, Matthew. Do your thing. Do the thing. I'm it's like for you. I'm excited for you, you fucking nerd. Hey man. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna talk to you. Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. I I want to. I I hate to break it to you, buddy, but uh, I want to get your hopes up. It's like he's not gonna talk to you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, guys, that is it for the podcast <laughs> this week. Um, we want to thank everyone for watching, and uh, once again, uh, it was awesome to see the the uh, support last week. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for that. Um, so yeah, without further ado, we're gonna get started with these outros. Walt, why don't you close things out for us? Uh, how about? You get out. No, yeah. So this <laughs> this weekend and following week, man, uh, I'll be finishing up my courses uh, for the semester. Uh, closer and closer to that, to that undergrad, and I'll be playing more of games of the videos. Yeah, I'll be playing a lot <laughs> more Parasite Eve, boy. That game's amazing. I love it. I'm having a blast. It's a gamey game. It's a very gamey game. Like the. You know, when you play a game, you're like, this is a game, and I'm enjoying every bit of it, and you're just immersed, and oh my god, it's so amazing. I'm going to keep playing that. I'll keep playing more Triangle Strategy. Keep yes, sir. fighting those 20-hour fights. So good. Um, man, that game is so good. Um, I'll be playing probably a little bit more Blood Hunt. And, of course, uh, I didn't mention it at the beginning of this podcast, but I'm, I'm still chipping away at Horizon and... I'm doing a lot of side quests, a lot of side content, uh, leveling up, yes, getting acquainted with the world, uh, as I make my way to Poseidon, uh, can't wait, man, can't wait, so I'll be playing more, and sleeping, you know, and eating, and, and, <laughs> and drinking water, and streaming, oh, man, you, don't, you don't have to tell us your whole life story, <laughs> <laughs> and, and watching more Critical Role, oh, and shout out to, uh, this week, actually, Critical Role did a Retinos Day uh, stream with Stephen Colbert, and that was freaking awesome. They had a little hour and a half session, and it's now on YouTube. It's pretty nice, pretty nice, man. Stephen Colbert, I love yeah. Stephen Colbert. Yeah, man. He 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 was with the uh, he was with Matthew, Marisha, Ashley, and Sam Regal. Uh, they had a little little adventure with some returning characters from another campaign. So it was very nice, very nice. Awesome. And we got Macho. What's going on with you this week, man? Yeah, I think I'm going to dive more into Elden Ring uh, this weekend, possibly. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that or maybe just more of um, <clears throat> some of my JRPG goodness here, man. Uh, I, I, again, I got my schedule all set for Legend of Heroes Trails, the Legend of Heroes series. So I'm going through that as I said, the same thing I did with Assassin's Creed, going it month by month so I don't burn myself out um, on top of, you know, other games that are coming out too. And uh I haven't played Final Fantasy 14. I'm, I'm de debating whether to kind of like jump back into 14 or to finish Elden Ring. I think I might do the latter, just so Elden Ring doesn't really fall by the wayside now that I'm really like in the mood to play it. And uh, I'm super excited for Avatar 2, man. Uh, we finally got a release, um, like an actual name for it, and people that were at like the pre-screening, uh, or so to speak, or a preview of it this past weekend... With 3D glasses and all, <laughs> we oh, had like God. high praise for what was shown, and uh, that it's gonna be uh, even bigger and better than in the first Avatar. And I'm really excited for it. I'm not gonna lie, man. I told Walt this yesterday, but I'm gonna go see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness next weekend. But uh, I, I'm, I'm so 
so much more excited to actually watch the first trailer for Avatar 2. Hell yeah, which will release <laughs> the during that movie. screening, right? They said they're going to release the trailer during Doctor Strange, right? During the, the release? Yeah, the first Avatar 2 trailer is going to be played at Doctor Strange 2. Yes, sir. And it's going to release online a week later. So Woo! if you want to actually see the trailer, go watch the movie, which the movie looks ama- looks amazing anyway. But um, yeah, but yeah I'm like I'm really, really pumped just to see that trailer for the first time. It's and been, they're remastering the first one for, time. for... Yes. Yeah, uh, is it this year or next year? This year, September this 23rd, year. they are releasing it in theaters. So like ahead of the December 16th uh, release date for Avatar 2. So. Day one, baby! I'm so excited for it. Day I really one. can't wait to get back to that world. I really, really can't wait to see what they do with it. So I love Pandora. I love that. I love uh, James, uh, James. You did a good job there, man. No matter yeah, what people say. Really, now, when you really say that it's going to surpass Endgame, uh, you know, I lowered down those expectations. I don't know if that will be the case. But... <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't yeah, know about that because but... he says it's going to surpass the MCU and whatnot. I mean, man, yeah, I don't know about that, but do your thing, man. Yeah, I think people, people really underestimate kind of uh, – like the influence of that movie so we'll see yeah uh and, and and to that point of movies real quick i want to mention i'll be watching as you know dr train as well but today I'll, <laughs> i'm getting together with some friends and we're finally going to be watching the critically acclaimed ever engrossing very very highly praised morbius First today. Hit a trillion dollars morbius today man yeah. i'll be watching nice. morbius with some friends Yep, that's what I told him. Man. I told him I'd be praying for him. I'll, I'll let y'all know next week how that goes. You have so many great options. And that's the movie that you choose. So here's the thing. Funny, funny, funny fact. Especially, especially still talking about the Norseman, talking about everywhere, everything all at once. No, to that point, I actually, it's either me, I'm either going to pick some tomorrow <laughs> Might gonna as pick... well be, man. this week i'm thinking of picking i don't know what day but i want to watch everything everywhere all at once one of the uh this following week uh before dr strange uh just as a, as a palate cleanser uh after morbius so i i i have that plan i just don't know when to watch it i can go whenever right, man that, yeah. that sounds like a bunch of excuses to me yeah right, but, uh, right? yeah sounds yeah you go watch morbius come on you're weakling <laughs> you're weak yeah, i did it I didn't. I watched. I watched two better movies, man. Yeah, weak. I used. I used my time wisely. You coward. I only, got, I only got. I only got so many years on this on this earth, man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste my time with that. Yeah, that's yes. what I told him, man. I was like, it's life too short to watch bad this, movies and play bad games. This man's so, gonna man. spend time on YouTube watching those mods for Resident Evil. Remember, Macho? Exactly. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Got, I only got so much time. Might as well spend it doing shit. That yeah, I but enjoy. don't watch. Don't watch it on YouTube, man. Go somewhere else. Go to the hub or something. I don't know. Hey, man. It's uh. <laughs> I, I, never mind. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, as for me, uh, getting more into uh, Divinity this week, uh, Horizon, and that's probably about it. Um. So yeah, it's wow. gonna do it for the podcast. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, we will see you guys next week with episode 59. Peace. Well, you got to actually cut it out. Dude, I'm actually, if you shut up, I was doing it. I was about to press it. All right, y'all, peace. This is the outro.